Jujutsu Kaisen? Oh, yes, he's good show. Uh, <laughs> no, he was watching, like, episode one, and every time he would ha have a chance to stop doing something, I would find him in the break room, sitting in the chair, continuing to watch Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> As and you do. He, and he was on, like, episode two. I'm like, oh, you haven't got to the prison yet. Yeah. Oh, just wait. You're going to have fun with that one. And I caught him today, and he's on, like, episode 12. He started watching yesterday. As he should. And he's like, so I'm like, so what do you think about Gojo? And he's like, he's got the prettiest eyes. Right? And I'm like, <laughs> a little gay, but... It's fine. That exactly what I thought. Yeah. They're gorgeous. 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 <laughs> but no, uh, he's really enjoying it. And oh, I've yeah. now convinced him, what, convinced him to watch FMAB. Yeah, as you should. As I should. Yeah. I'm already on like. To tell you how much shit I've been doing Wait, lately. So how did the bleach thing come up? Oh, we were talking about it, and he was just like, "Should I? Should I? Should I get into bleach?" And I'm like, "The anime, maybe. The manga, definitely, because Taite Kubo is a great artist." And that is his pure art, unadulterated. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, so if you don't mind skipping around a lot, because Bleach has a big filler problem at times, it it's pretty okay. Right. Like, it's not my favorite. Right. I've watched quite a bit of it, because it came on TV. But since he likes Jujutsu Kaisen so much, he'll probably like it a lot. He probably will. It's like the beautiful love child of... Naruto, Yu Hakusho, and Bleach. <laughs> With a little bit of uh, One Piece in there. Just, just a, a tad bit. Just a little bit of flair, because Panda. <laughs> but, uh, I was, I was basically like, look, Bleach had a moment in its run where it was in the middle of an arc and then went on, like, two seasons of filler and then caught, and, like, decided to be like, <laughs> yup. oh, we're back in it now. So, like, with no warning! <laughs> with, with no warning. Like, you think it's legit, but then it's just not. Nope. And so... Like, if you can get over that, Bleach is probably a great show. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. However, if that turns you off, <laughs> stay far away. Right. But which, is, which is fair. Which is fair. I think that's a very fair that's statement. That's a fair statement. It's funny, though. Like, I've been, I've been dogging him about watching animes. I got him super into JoJo's. Oh, God. It's like, oh. part four and part five are my favorite. However, Fair enough. I really like some of the parts of, of part three because of just the Chingrish. I mean, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> and, like, we only watch it sub. Oh, my God. Holy shit. But, I mean. Oh, no. I got him so into it. He's read, like, he watched up to part four. Yeah. He didn't watch part, part five. Part five. Part five. <laughs> he didn't watch part five yet. Yeah. But he may have watched I don't know. I can't remember. But. So he went on reading it? He's read Still Ball Run. Oh. And he's read up to, like, date with Jojo Leon. Yeah. Jeez. And I'm like, bro, I'm just going to wait for it to be animated because David does a really good job with it. Yeah, oh, they do. They do great. And and honestly, like, even though Araki's character designs are great, 
his art style is exhausting, and I don't like it. It's his not art for me. His style is incredible. It's great, but it's not for me. I, I, it's there's so much just shit going Araki's on. Rocky's art style is bombast incarnate. You know what? You're not wrong. And welcome to the Holoform TV Podcast. I'm your host, Tristan. Sans Josh. With Brody, of course. As always. And no Josh. We, Josh is back under the floorboards. Well, yeah. He he got a little mouthy. He crawled back under there himself after Brody smacked him in the mouth. He cried and said, I'm going back to my hole. Yep. Um, apparently I smacked him so hard his sinuses fucked up, so... <laughs> we do still feed him. Don't worry. No, we don't. I mean, I I saw a, a possum go under the house the other day, so... It's well, that's a midnight snack. <laughs> oh, possum. I am a possum. But, uh, we have a, we have a pretty special episode. Sans, uh, our third leg. <laughs> Sans our random-ass comic relief, I guess you could say. Yeah, this is going to be a way different episode than normal. (laughs) This is going to be... This is going to be Tristan Brody angry time. (laughs) There might be some yelling. (laughs) Might be some crying, you never know. I mean, from your end, that is your superpower, remember? Hey, man. But, importantly, um, your birthday's coming up. Fuck. Yeah, I guess so. It is. If you want to send presents, we got to... We don't have a P.O. box. We do not have a P.O. box, and I'm not putting my address on here. <laughs> Who's going to come? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the government? <laughs> the government already knows where you live. That's true. You have to pay taxes. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Did you know that the human hand has... A normal human hand has 27 bones in it. Okay. It's got 28 when I'm lonely. <laughs> Saw that today. <laughs> Thanks, memes. I was ill prepared. As always. For all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we gonna talk about today? We got a we got a couple things. Yeah, we had a couple things. Um I actually had something cool to happen today. Oh, really? Um so, uh, yesterday, uh, September 16th, was the 13th anniversary of Robert Jordan's passing, um, who I've talked about Wheel of Time on the show before. <laughs> hey, man, he died. Um, I've talked about Wheel of Time on the show before several times. Um, I'm on. I'm about a quarter way through book four now. I'm having a great time with it. I'm starting to collect the books myself, too. Um, and today, I went into this bookstore in TR with the thoughts of, you know, finding anything. I, I can't walk into a bookstore and not buy something. I feel like that's rude. So I feel like that about all stores. I'm, I mean, yes, yes. Like, if I'm on a road trip, right? And I go to the bathroom at a gas station, I have to get a drink, at least. Like, a drink, a snack. Yeah, you have to get something. Yeah. 
So they, that person had to clean it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I feel that way about bookstores too. So I didn't expect to find anything interesting. Right. I went up there with a friend of mine um, from middle school. Shout out to Casey and uh, her husband Andrew. They're big fans of the show. Um, so shout out to them whenever they listen to this. I don't know you, but thanks. Yeah, y'all are getting your shout out now. Um, we they they met me down there and kind of showed me around this place. And I, oh my god, my chair just dropped. <laughs> that scared the fuck out of me. Sorry. <laughs> but um, aggressive anal penetration. <laughs> but um, so we walked in here and um. They were like, so what are you looking for? I was like, dude, I don't know. Just kind of anything interesting, you know. I was planning on just spending a couple bucks here and there and, then, and you know, being gone. Didn't my teach you not to judge a book by its cover? I mean, right. You're right. I mean, obviously, these, the, some of these Wheel of Time covers are bad. But the books are great. So Most of them are yeah, bad. Most of, now, the new covers are great. But yeah, that's after they got an actual graphic artist and had a budget. Wrong. Wrong. Sweet's covers just have really bad characterization. They, they He lies about the characters. Rand never wore some of these clothes. Lan doesn't look like that. And Moraine's not that short. But anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I walk in there, and I'm just kind of looking around. Um, and then I, I laid on the floor, as you do, to look at the bottom rung because I'm tall as shit. Um, and I'm looking there, and I'm like... And I, and, I, and I see a hardback cover of Book 10, Crossroad of Twilight, by Robert Jordan. This was one of the. This was the second to last book that he wrote before his passing. Mm-hmm. And I saw a sticker that said autographed copy. So I was already going to walk out of there with it because it's hardcover and I, I was I wanted it. But then I found out that it actually does have his signature in it. Is that a real signature? I looked it up on Google to see if it matched, and that's where he always signed them, and that's what his signature looked like. Yeah, but is it real pen or is it printed? It looks like real pen. Like, it, it doesn't seem printed at all. So, that's um, pretty cool, though. That's, and it's a first edition. That's also Which is cool. also cool. So, that's, like I said, that's the second to last book before he passed away. Um, so, he wrote that, and then the fact that it's a first edition autographed copy, second to last before he died, and his anniversary of his death was yesterday, and the fact that he's from Charleston, South Carolina, it all just kind of lined up, and I was just like, what a day. That's uh, that's kind of the woogity 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 of the uh, of the universe, right? Yes, there. yes, it really was. It was it, something wanted see, me to be in that store. See, you've had a fairly exciting day. I've I had have. a pretty bad week. <laughs> that how's that new job treating you? Um, hard. I wish they would have spat on it first, yeah. but you know, no, that's how it goes. Yeah. However, that's However. not the problem. Okay. Wednesday on the way into work, my water pump went out. I thought you were about to say your water broke, and I was about to be like, we had a baby and you didn't tell me? Well, my water did break. <laughs> uh, my water pump on the car went out. Mm-hmm. That's not even my car that I'm borrowing. Right. But it happened while I'm driving it, so now I have to pay for it. Of course. Because that's just the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah, of course. So there went $530 down the drain. Ow! Um, Yikes. Then it took three days to get fixed because I just picked it up today. Um, In the meantime, I either A, had to borrow Dad's truck or this morning, Mom woke up early to take you to work to take me to Simpsonville (laughs) to then drive back to her job. At least you work, at least you do work closer. It's like 20 minutes in 8 o'clock traffic. It's not Anderson. 
it's not Anderson. That is true. I'm saving so much money. It's not. A- oh, I fucking guarantee it's not Anderson. <laughs> Bro, it went from 500 miles a week to 350 miles a week. You know how that's much I can deal. do with an extra 150? That's that's the difference between filling up twice a week and once a week. Actually. Bruh, it's great. <laughs> I don't go negative. <laughs> that's definitely a positive. That is a positive. A net positive, actually. Also, it's, also it's, uh, it's not bad, actually. Yeah. It's hard, and right. I'm working harder. Yeah. But also, I was pretty lazy. Right. Towards the end of my last job. Oh, yeah. I was trying to get fired. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were... <laughs> you said... I'm going to show up at 10 tomorrow. <laughs> Bro, you don't even know that. One day I just showed up at noon. We're sitting here until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning recording, and then he goes, and I'm like, hey, you need to go. You need to go to work. And he's just like, meh, I'll show up whenever I want. And I'm like, what? Bro, the problem is they couldn't fire me because who else were they going to have? Who else was going to run the store? Who? Like, it was me and the store manager. Yep. And that was it. And Philip didn't want to work all day. Yep. So he's not going to complain that much. He'll be like, bro, I needed you this morning because it was kind of busy. And I'm like... Sorry, homie. Sorry, homie. <laughs> Real talk. Love you, but... Love you mean it. But sorry. <laughs> I was out till 4 o'clock in the morning last night. <laughs> Hell yeah. lucky I got here before the clock said PM. Right. He said... I got here before p.m. Be like, no, you didn't. You got here at 12. I got here at 11.59. It still said a.m. I'm here for p.m. But now I'm waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning to be in Simpsonville by 8. Woo. Woo. It's a... Woo. Woo. Uh, but no, it's actually a lot of fun because I do kind of enjoy it yeah. a lot. And it's getting a little bit easier because just just the first days, like going from being fairly sedentary of course. in my overglorified desk job. And the, I mean, the first week of any job is like always it, it's it's always rough because you're trying to find out like you know how 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 do I fit into the equation here? Like and and even though like I've always been really good at like hey I'm here to work not to make friends, but like you don't know people, so like you don't know how people are going to react and how people like. If people can't handle your sense of humor, that's a thing. So, like, once you finally start meshing with the group and everything, you start learning how to work together, everything gets easier. So, the first oh, week of any job, that's it. But, uh... First week suck. First week did suck. It's kind of like Mondays. Mondays Second suck. week is okay. Yeah. Uh, but Wednesday, water pump broke. <laughs> also, I had to work on my day off this week. Tuesday? Yeah, I had to work on Tuesday. So, what, what are your days off now? Is it back still it's the Monday same? Tuesday. Oh, really? So, work Monday, work my ass off. At the end of the day, it's like, hey, man, I'm going to be shorthanded tomorrow. Do you mind coming in? You know, sleep in, get rest. But, but like, come in whenever you want. Yeah. But, but come in, you know, before noon if you can. Right, right. And on your way in, stop in a couple places and look for this thing. We're been, we've been trying to find it, so if you right. just stop and look for us. I'm like, all right, that's fine. So I took my time. Woke up at like 10.30, 11 o'clock, took a shower, got in the car. <laughs> Did not get there before noon. <laughs> no, I got there like right around noon. <laughs> I drove through Greer. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. Did you not stop I and left... look for the things that he asked you to look for? I did. <laughs> but I stopped when I got to Simpsonville at that one Home Depot. And right. I'm like... Yeah, they don't man. have it, man. I'm like... Man, they ain't even got it. They don't even have anything in here that's labeled 7 16 He's like, you go check the Ace Hardware down the street. I was like, 
Yeah, man, I've already checked the Home Depot and the Lowe's and Greer. <laughs> I'll go to this Ace Hardware for you as well. <clears throat> and, uh, didn't find it. I ended up having to order that part off of my Amazon account <laughs> because it was the fastest way to get it. Dang. The story behind that, very funny. Car get car got towed into us. Yeah. And it's like, it's got a gas leak. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So before we leave that night, he's like, hey, can you try to pull in that car? Not a problem. Not a problem. I go to start it, and I just hear gas pouring on the concrete. Oh! Oh, <laughs> that ain't propane. <laughs> and I, I, I then proceeded to try it like two more times. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. I proceeded to try it again two more times because he told me to pull Just it in. Just to make sure. Just to make sure because the guy had actually said sometimes it started. Well, it started. <laughs> but I'm going to guess he was using the fuel in the other half of the fuel lines. Probably. Uh, because what happened is some motherfuckers... Some motherfuckers. Some motherfuckers crawled under his truck with a sawzall, chopped the cat. And as we know, sawzall, sawzall. Chopped the cat off <laughs> and nicked a brake line on the way through. Or not a brake line, the gas line on the way through. Rip. Cut through two of them on accident. <laughs> not just one. No. <laughs> God. And there were all different <laughs> diameters. And the only thing that people had was... <clears throat> was uh, 5 sixteenths and quarter inch. And we needed... One was a, one was a 5 sixteenths, so A-OK, cool. good to go. The other was a 7 sixteenths. I don't know if you've ever tried to find a 7 sixteenths yeah, line. It doesn't work. Or a 7 sixteenths uh, <laughs> union. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> if I wanted to order that thing from Home Depot, they said the estimated delivery was October 1st. Huh? <laughs> Amazon got it here in three days. <laughs> Dang. So, I didn't even know we had a mailbox out front. We actually have a mailbox mailbox. So, I'm, I'm looking at my phone, and I sent it to a, sent it to an address, and I used our, I, I like Googled our name to get the actual address that people would look up. Right. And so I looked, I put that in, and I ordered it, right? And then I was outside the front of the building, and I looked at our building numbers, and it was a completely different number. It was like ten numbers off on the road or some shit. <laughs> There's just white lettering above the door that's like, we'll say our actual one's like 603. It was like six twelve or something, and I'm yeah. like, "Huh? Who made this mistake? This is a corporate-run place. <laughs> Who hasn't noticed this?" Um, so I was very worried it was going to get delivered to like one of the businesses next door, and I was going to just have to order another one. <laughs> Be like, well, "Amazon fucked up. Sorry, I can't help that." delivered to the mailbox that I didn't even know existed. It's fucking wild. In other news, though, did you watch the trailer for Tiny Tina's Wonderland? Oh my lord, yes I did. <laughs> oh my lord? Oh my lord. So apparently, it's gonna have full character character creation. 
No, that's what I heard. Okay, so I heard that it was going to have character creation, and <clears throat> it's funny because they released that right when um, fuck. There's another game called like Wonderlands or 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 something like that. That's going to be a Borderlands clone, basically, with character customization and complete character creation. And I was just like, "Oh, you sly motherfuckers!" The thing that I'm most intrigued about with this game is it seems like it's going to be what um, that... Tiny Teens of Solomon's? No, no, no. It seems like it's going to try to be what uh, that D&D game you guys put down there for like 30 minutes. Oh, God. Yeah, the fucking Dark, uh, Dark Alliance. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like it's going to try to be Dark Alliance, except with the Borderlands loot system, um, in the in the trailer... We've already seen a Vladoff Shredifier, so we're gonna have actual guns. That's just rad. And they're gonna ha- also have like crossbows and swords. And my favorite thing that I've heard about, they're gonna have procedurally generated spells. See, I heard about that. I heard about that, and I, I don't, don't know, know how, how that's, that's gonna, gonna work. work. I don't know how that's gonna work because, like, am so I gonna get in... fireball <clears throat> that like? That acidifies people, or that, like can set someone on thunder, or wow, on thunder, I'm gonna kill them. On lightning, god dang it! That doesn't sound right either. Electrify people, or is it gonna Fuck. like, or is it gonna be like a fireball that also acts like a phoenix? Yeah, or like so in in um <clears throat> in Morrowind, you could create spells. In Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, you could create your own spells. And you could in Oblivion to a certain extent. It wasn't as deep as Morrowind. So I'm wondering if it's going to be like that, but you can create your own, but it's like procedurally generated. So they just kind of randomly do stuff. And I'm just like, yo. I'm kind of about that. I'm excited! I'm excited because it's like, I it's the fantasy stuff. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. It's the fantasy stuff that we, that we love with the Borderlands tinge and more Tiny Tina. Yeah. You can't want more. See... Because Tiny Tina was gruesomely underutilized in 3. So I have a I have a thing. Alright. Borderlands 3 was a fun game to play. It's a very fun game to play. They dropped the ball on the story. Because they yes. didn't understand what made Borderlands great. Right. And and they I think that they were just like, okay, they Borderlands is crass on- humor and dirty jokes and and like Lots of the, the gameplay loop of Borderlands is it's, so strong. Well, they're like it's, it's dick so jokes. Strong. It's dick jokes. It's, yeah, you know, potty humor. It's it, it's it's uh, insane referential people. It's meta breaking the fourth wall kind of thing. And right. no, like that's not what made Jack no. great. No, no, Jack was great because like he was charismatic and you loved watching him but at the same time he was so messed up and demented that you were like I shouldn't like you but honestly but he also you're really fun to watch had like actual emotional development exactly he did like Angel dies in two and he's like now you're gonna see what happens when you mess with someone who has nothing to lose yep and like shit does get crazy after that but I'm really excited for Tiny Tina's Wonderland. It's more Tina. It's more Tina. It's more Tina. And you could, what more can you actually ask for? Like, and even if... The cool thing is, is that... Like, 
maybe after three, maybe they realized, hey, maybe we have to. We've got the game itself. It's 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 pert near perfect. Like yeah, it's, it's head and shoulders above yeah, most things. When one released back in two thousand nine, it was already pert near perfect for what they wanted. Like yeah. the groundwork was there. The yeah. fact that in two thousand nine it was already being hailed as one of the greatest games of all time, and I'm just like, dude, okay, this game just released like last month. Why is it already that good? And then <clears throat> I like I played it. I played it. And, and I didn't get it, on, like, the day it launched. I got it about a month later, um, because at the time I really didn't know about it. But then, like, I, I saw it at GameStop, and I was just like, okay, you know, I'll take it home. I got it home, and I went to my buddy Gabe's house. Shout out Gabe Keenan. And me and him played it all night long. Oh, yeah. All night long. And Borderlands we didn't, we didn't realize that it was, it was literally that whole, oh, my God, morning already? Like, we didn't realize. And then we were like, oh, oh boy, we need to go to bed. So we took a nap and then woke up and played it some more. And then I went home and played it more. And then I went to your house and played it with you. And I went to, to Josh's house and played it with him. And I took my Xbox to school with me so I could go to my mom's house and play it there. It was an addiction. And then when the DLCs came out, we bought them all on disc because through the 360, you could buy discs DLCs, which was great. So one of us would buy the DLC discs, and then we just traded around to all our friends to give yeah. everybody the DLC. So uh, yeah, Microsoft, do that again. That was nice. But like, so we did I don't that. Think that's on Microsoft. I think that's more on the companies. I think that's more on the companies. But we did but. that, and it was so much fun. And then when two came out, I bought it on launch, and I, oh, yeah. we, all of us, you put way more time than anybody else did. But like, we all put way too much time into it. And as the DLCs came out, we played all, we played them to death. Three came out, and I liked it, but I didn't like it as much, and I didn't know why. And I think it was because of the fact that they tried to be Borderlands 2 in a 2020 world, or in a 2019 world, and it didn't work. And I was like, yo, you're trying to you're trying to be a 2011 game in 2019, and it just doesn't work anymore. Like, you have to, it, you can't just do dick and poop jokes all day long, and it just be funny. Like, you know, like, once or twice, uh, yeah, that's cool. Everybody's gonna laugh. But, like, you can't just do it over and over again. But the gameplay in each and every game, in each and every installment, even in pre-sequel, which I did not like, like, it's still upped. See, I think the problem with Borderlands 3 is completely and utterly it's too meta. It is. It tries way... Because it won't age well. Like, no, look at look at Fallout 2. Like, a lot of people complain that Fallout 2, at the time, was... It was really funny. It had a lot of dark humor to it. But now, if you play it, it doesn't age well because a lot of it was meta-commentary for 98. Yeah. So, like, when you're playing it now, you're like, yo. Like, I get it. I get it. It's funny, but it's not that fucking funny. And that's what a lot of games, when they... I don't like it when games and movies bring, like, a lot of memes and stuff into it and, like, a lot of, like, pop culture. Like, sometimes it can be really, really funny if it's just subtle enough to where if you're there, you get it. If it's, like, a thing. Yeah. Like. But, like, when you start outwardly uh, referencing stuff. Like, not even necessarily a meme, but, like, I don't know, Dead Space with the finger gun. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that was really funny. Right. But it's not the entire game. Right. Or and how like B- Borderlands Red Two faction Armageddon with the fucking pony right shot things out of his ass yes and like Borderlands Two had the entire Minecraft area that was that was cool because Minecraft had just gotten huge it had just blown up it was everywhere and it was cool because it wasn't it didn't feel forced because I mean Borderlands is so wacky that it's fine and almost every single game nowadays has a Dark Souls reference. 
because like you just walk around and you will find a bonfire somewhere. I mean, Borderlands Two had a Dark Souls reference. Borderlands Two had a Dark Souls reference, but that was before. That Dark was before Souls. Bo- that's what that was before Dark Souls was huge. Yeah, that they were just like, hey, we like this game because it released at the at least it released the same year. It, it released in 2011, just like it did, mm-hmm. and and it had it had a Dark Souls reference, and I was like, yo. That's rad because like it's just cool and especially like that game I can still go back and play it and be like oh that's cool because like I lived through that and maybe in like five years when I go back and play three I'll be like oh okay this is cool like I can remember that that was it wasn't that funny then but maybe it's funny now but sometimes humor like that just doesn't age well. I think their main their huge problem with that whole story was down to the fact that like your main villains are playing off the current trend of streamer culture. Like, yes. That's, yes. That's very all much they so. were. Right. Right. Like, and it sucks because, honestly, a... they were interesting villains. Yes. If they were... If... They could have still been streaming. Your right? god queen, Cyrene, Tyrene coming at you live, and I'm like, yo, that's fucking rad. Like, I love her. Like, they could have still streamed. They could have still did but that. But that was their whole thing. But that was it. That was it. That was it. Like, and then and her were, final boss was stupid. I'm sorry. And Borderlands has annoying. never done a good final boss. In my opinion, no, at least. Oh, Warrior's pretty good. I don't like the first time. He played it to death, though. I wanted my fucking conference call. <laughs> well, now it's trash. And that was the only monster in the game at the time that gave it. Until fucking... Diamond Butt Horse. Butt Stallion, that's what his name is, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but now it's trash. It's trash in this one. I know, and it makes me sad. And I, there's so many of them that drop. I had like 50 in my vault the other day. And all of them were bad, so I sold them all. Bro, if you actually want the good shotgun from this game, though, the Butcher. The Butcher's good. The Butcher's really the butcher's good. good. They, uh, I was gave, watching some gameplay. Dude, they gave it like a 100% damage buff. And they made the uh, the not use ammo thing proc yeah. way more often. Really, I've literally, dude, I've literally killed entire bosses over the course of like forty five seconds yeah. with a twelve round. You mag. and Taylor melt things. I, Taylor melts them faster than I do. Dude, I know. No, he looks at bosses and they're done, bro. So let me tell you what I've been doing. Grave ward or whatever does not last. I can't drop into the map. Let me let me tell you what I've been doing. <laughs> By the time I drop in, it's just melted, and y'all are over here just picking up shit. So, True Vault Hunter <laughs> mode actually gives better loot. Now it does? Now it does, at oh, least. Oh, okay, cool. Because um, I know it didn't before. So, let me tell you. True Vault Hunter mode is not hard. No. Mayhem's harder than TVM. Hold on. Regular mode, Mayhem 10, right? Yep. That's what I'm built for. Right. Right. I went into true Vault Hunter mode and turned it on Mayhem 4, mm-hmm. and it felt like... You remember Borderlands 1? Yeah. When there was a huge, like, modded weapon community? Yes. Pew, and, like, pew, pew, you pew. got the guns that literally exploded people? Yep. And the Iridian weapon that would, like, literally just shit on people? You pointed at them and they just explode? Yeah. Because we couldn't get Iridium weapons in that game except for the one, and it was such a rare drop, and then everybody got it, and it was just... There was like three in that yeah, game. Yeah, it was like hacked all the fuck. <laughs> Bro. I played through... I played through True Vault Hunter mode. Yeah. Over the course of three nights, playing like an hour 
hour and a half each night. Right. From, like, getting done, like, before you kill Mouthpiece. Okay. I beat it in, like, four hours. Right. Never switching weapons. Just one-tapping things. It was true Vault Hunter mode on Mayhem, like, three or four. So yeah. I could get, like, the special drops. Right. Just plowed through it. The, the health bars of bosses with, like, damage gates would go... Yep. All right, now i got to wait around for 15 <laughs> yeah, seconds. Yeah, you got to wait for the phase. <laughs> it, was in, it was insane. I'm, like, chewing through all the DLC on just Mayhem Zero so yeah. I can have it all beat. Yeah. So we can go... So we can just go through and be like... What do you want to farm on TV? Yeah, I think that's what I need to do because y'all are like, hey, we need to play this because I've got the designer's cut. I got the director's cut. I went ahead and splurged the other week and I bought it all. Um, and I think, and I keep, I keep forgetting that I'm on Mayhem 10. And then like, I'm just like, damn, this is really fucking hard by myself right now because I'm not built for solo play. My character is built for compet, compet, God dang, I am dying. Cooperative play. Whew. So like, no, your character's built to be carried by me and Taylor. Shut up. I'm weak. <laughs> the siren sucks in this game. No, she doesn't. She she's, does. She's strong. She's not as good as Maya. I mean, that's your opinion. Maya was the shit. Uh, the siren's strong as No, fuck. I know. I know. I still don't like any of the characters in this game, honestly. But, like, I, uh, nah, I don't like him. Zane. I don't like... he. I find him incredulously annoying. Just personally. I don't know. The only one that I don't mind is Moe's. I find Moe's, like, so dry. Really? Yeah. I don't know, but I was also a big Mordecai fan in the first game, and everybody was like, yo, he's super boring, because he, like, never speaks, and if he does speak, it's just, ha-ha, boom, another notch in my gun. Get him, Bloodwing, fly! And I'm like... Like he does, he doesn't get in the way. I think that was my thing. A lot of the quips get on my fucking nerves, some of them. But for some, I I just I don't know. I think that the cast of Borderlands Two was just so good and so well done. Other than Zero, but I like every character. Yeah. In Borderlands Three, at least at least three is better than at least three is better than the pre-sequels cast. It was bad. Oh, the pre-sequels cast was bad. Until the two DLC characters came out and you got fucking Jack Doppelganger. Yeah, I actually need to play that one. And like and, and play Doppelganger is I heard that he was actually really cool. He's so much fun to play. Yeah, I heard he was. That's the reason why I like the pre-sequel. Because of him? The Doppelganger. Really? Yeah, I need it, to play him. He has he has an ability called like corporate man or, or company man or something like that. Of course. And like it makes you do stuff. Stupid damage. It's, Hell yeah. It's like stupid. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then, so the perfect build for it right. is you go through the Claptrap DLC. Yeah. And you have to find a glitched Jacob's shotgun that <clears throat> has a certain glitch in it. Right. And what happens is you, company man, drop out your clones. And you use that shotgun, and it melts everything and never runs out of ammo. And it's a four-shot Jacob shotgun, and it right. uses four ammo per shot, but it never uses... No. Just do? It's a... F- it's oh, it's a, a four-shot. It's an A-10 Warthog, man. 
Ha! Oh, okay. You hold down the trigger and it goes. And it goes boom. <laughs> <laughs> and it uses four ammo per shot. It's supposed the yeah. shotgun it's based off of is supposed to be using four at the same time. Except the glitch makes it full auto and never use ammo when you're in the fucking That's clone mode. Sick. It was insane. That's awesome. That's the one thing I actually super respect about like Gearbox with the Borderlands community too. Is like when there's something like that that kind of becomes an integral playstyle. Sometimes they'll just kind of like you know oh, what? Oh no. They'll just no, leave it. No, it wasn't sometimes. a bug. Oh, they put that in there. Yeah, there's weapons in the Claptrap DLC called glitch weapons. Oh. See, I never, I didn't play, I literally did not, I beat pre-sequel, and I was like, okay, this game is bad. It plays well, but I do not like it, and I immediately put it away. Like, I, I did the, not play it since I then. I didn't think the game itself was bad. I don't, I okay, I, 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 I was really the, harsh. I think it's slow for the first six hours. Yes, I was very harsh. I don't, I don't think it's bad. I think it's, it's subpar compared to two and one, in my it's opinion. Subpar, it's subpar compared to two. Very but much so. But if we compare so. everything to two, pretty much no, everything's right, going to be so right. far. And like, and and I, I really, I had fun with it at first, but I could not find a character that I liked, and so I, I tried all four of them, and I did not like any of them. I didn't like their action skills. I didn't like their builds. I didn't like their skill trees. I didn't like anything about them. And then like after I I played through the whole game with Wilhelm or whatever, because he was the only one that I kind of somewhat enjoyed playing, because Athena was garbage. Claptrap was okay. He was just kind of annoying. And, like, whoever that pistol woman was, I didn't like her at all. She had an actual really fun build. She did. And I, I remember, because when I played through her a little bit, I got to about level 40 with her. And I was like, okay. Because, like, it was still Borderlands, and, like, I wanted more Borderlands, so I was still going to play it. But, like, so after I beat the story, the I was reason... just like, dude, I'm just not really about it, man. So her build was actually insane. Yeah. Do you know what her build was? I, I don't remember. All right, there was I know a, that she had a really good one, but I don't remember what it there was. There was a pistol called, like, the Luck... Or, or like, the Lucky... Uh, or Luck in the Chamber or something. Like, it was it was a pistol, and it had one bullet in the mag. Yeah. I remember that one, yeah. Her ability, if you remember correctly, was an aimbot. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you dual-wielded whatever weapon you were coming up with. So it was a mix between, like, Salvador and fucking Soldier 76 and, yeah. like, all sorts of dumb shit. And so you had this one-shot pistol that if you hit a headshot, it was an insta-kill, and the magazine reloaded, and it didn't use a bullet. Right. So you popped her ability, held down the triggers, and everything just died. And it was... And... It's fucking dead eye. <laughs> you held down the triggers, and like it would just fire the Jacob's weapon as fast as it goes, which we all know it fires as fast as you can pull the trigger. There's no cap on it. Yep. Which is the reason why I want to play Borderlands on mouse and keyboard, because you can bind. <laughs> no, you can bind fire to the mouse wheel. Oh, unlock shit, it. Just. <laughs> just <laughs> thump and then. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the fucking recoil though? <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of of like that kind of game um i recently you know i said on here a few episodes ago that i was gonna i was thinking about going back through and playing some of the older games that i haven't played in a couple in a little in several years and seeing if i maybe the years had done them better in my opinion uh so i picked up fallout 4 again um because i wanted to play i got fallout 1 and 2 on on steam um 
and Tactics Brotherhood of Steel. Um, and then I have three in New Vegas on my Xbox already. And I had four. And I've had four since the day it came out. Um, and, like, the Game of the Year edition uh, was on sale one time at one point for, like, 12 bucks. So I picked it up back a couple years ago. Just because, I mean, like, it's a big game. It's fun. Like, I, I enjoyed the game. I just didn't like it that much. So I sat down and I tried to play it again. And, like, I actually am having a lot of fun. I think because now I've had seven years removed from Fallout, and, like, wait, when did it come? It came out in 2015, so six years. Um, I've had six years removed from Fallout. Um, I haven't touched a Bethesda game other than, like, Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76 a little bit, which, you know... That's not really a Fallout game. It plays like Fallout, but that's about it. So, like... It, it, it is the worst part about Fallout. Yes. With a yeah. bad online engine. Right. And and like I said, I'll give it its due diligence. It's a better game now, as I've stated. But it's still a bad Fallout. Like, straight up. And I usually hate that cop-out answer of, Oh, it's a good game, but it's a bad... Fa-. Like, I, I hate that. I hate that. Just admit that it's a good game and you just don't like it. It's fine. Or it's a bad game, period. It's okay. But, like, so I, I sat down and I was like, okay. I don't remember anything about this game other than the very beginning. Because the beginning is rather memorable, if not fast. And the very ending. And I remember I called the ending way early. And I hated it. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to play this game and I'm actually going to give it time. If I enjoy the game... I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down and I'm going to play through it. And I'm going to play all the faction quests. I'm going to go through and, and I'm going to play the game. I'm going to look up the best side quests to do and I'm going to do those. And I'm about 10 hours in now. And I'm about level 10. And me and Dogmeat are just running around the wasteland and I'm actually having a ton of fun. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I mean, that's the. Reason I'm not why. playing with any mods right now, even though I want to, because there is a mod on there that changes the the conversation thing from the wheel to like showing exactly what you'll say, like in the old games did, and they still speak it, but it gives you those options to show, hey, this is what your character is actually gonna say. And I wanted to do that, but it didn't allow me to get achievements. And when I played it, I played it on PS4 when it first released, so I just wanted to get the achievements again. Um, but I'm actually thoroughly enjoying myself. The gameplay is the best Fallout's been, period. Like, I, I it is so much fun to play. And they added a lot of cool things. But they I, did. I the think, settlement building's really fun. I think the, the there's a huge problem with that game, and it comes down to, like, the most innovative thing, but also, like, they spent way too much time on it. It's almost too streamlined. Well, for, for me, being a... I mean, you, well, you know me. The settlement building was a cool addition. It's fun. It's, but it it's a little like too. they put way too much time into it. They did. And it's funny because how much time they put into it, it's still kind of bare. Like, I, you can't just put pieces wherever you want to. You can't put pieces on top of other pieces. So I wanted to rebuild my house, like your pre-war house. They won't let you do that. And I was like, well, that's upsetting. Like, what if I wanted my... I think that my character would have... You know, because I, I, I decided to play as the mother this time instead of a father. I was like, maybe, you know, in my headspace, I'd be like, oh, I'm looking for my son. I'm a mother looking for their son. Maybe it'll change. And, like, the Black Widow perk's really cool. Like, you know, there's some stuff. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to play it this way. And I'm like, being a mother and losing their child, I would want some semblance of normalcy waking up 250 years later. So I'm like... Okay, I want to rebuild my house, but the game won't let me. Todd Howard's just like, 
nah, but you can build right here beside your house. And I'm like, but I don't want to build beside my house. I want mine. Uh, so I just stole my kid's crib and moved it across the road. <laughs> but like, it, 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 the game is almost too streamlined. And you know me, I love big, deep systems-based RPGs. I love it. I, I get into the numbers. I want to drown in menus. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. And the harder, the deeper the systems, the more difficult they are to learn, the more I get into it. And this game is almost too streamlined. And it's the same problem I had with Skyrim, except Skyrim was still kind of like teetering on the balance of, hey, we've got a lot of stuff, there's a lot of systems, but they're really streamlined. I'm like, I'm okay with streamlining, because it brings more people in. And I want more people to play these type of games. Because then we get more of them. I'm like, but at the same time, do not sacrifice your fan base for a more generalized audience. And that's a lot of problems with modern gaming, period, is that they're sacrificing their dedicated fans for a generalized audience, and that pisses me off. Oh, yeah. So, like, this game, while I'm having actually shitloads of fun, like, it's the only game I've been playing lately. I've got Ghost of Tsushima to play. I've got, like, I, 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 I started playing... Um, the Assassin's Creed games again. Like, I've got games to play. I'm trying to beat Horizon Zero Dawn, like, for the first time. But, like, I'm trying to play these other games. Shut up, bro. You don't look at me that way. <laughs> I'm trying to play these games. But I just keep going back to Fallout 4 because I'm actually kind of addicted to it. And it's a fun game. But it's not a good RPG. No, it's not. It's a terrible role-playing game. It's but it's a great a... open-world shooter. It's a great Fallout game. It's though. a great game. Period. Like, it's an awesome game. But it's not an RPG. It is It is no. an RPG light. It feels... This game feels more like a Borderlands... More realistic, grounded Borderlands than a Fallout game. And it's still a good Fallout game. I like some of the lore. I don't like the way Bethesda, Bethesda handles ghouls, necessarily. Because, like, they act like they don't need to eat or drink or anything. And, like, the first two Fallouts clearly said, Hey, yo, ghouls are just like people. They are just they just don't die by irradiation. And even New Vegas said the same thing. That, like, you meet, uh, uh, I can't remember his name, but you meet a ghoul and he's just like, Yeah, I've been uh, surviving off of the, uh, the condensation that comes off the pipes and rats that go by. And I'm like, Ew. But, like, in Fallout 4, you open up a fridge and this kid crawls out and he's like, Hey, I've been in there since since the bombs dropped. And I'm like... That was, like, 240 years ago. What? How are you alive? And Bethesda's just like, Because they're ghouls. And I'm just like, Todd Howard, that's not the way it works. You read the lore. Read the lore. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I think Fallout has way more potential than making another post-apocalyptic game. Yes. Yes, and I'm I'm excited for Starfield. I'm excited for Starfield. I was talking to my buddy about this, and then I was talking to Matt, too. Um, and I was like, you know, it's bad because I love Bethesda. I really do. I that's have why a deep, we get so angry That's why it. I get so mad, because like I have a deep love for... I spent years playing Morrowind, and I spent three summers straight playing nothing but Oblivion. And I played Skyrim... And I didn't like it because it was just disappointing compared to the last two things. Because it was big and it had a lot to it, but it was just, it seemed dumber in a way. And then the same way with Fallout 3, I loved Fallout 3. And I loved New Vegas. Now I have my issues with New Vegas. Like, I don't like the setting. I don't like the Mojave Desert. It's boring as shit to me. But, like, I like the game. The role-playing. And I love the actual game. I like the storylines. I like all of it. And 4... I liked it. I like Fallout 4 more than Skyrim. 
personally, because Fallout 4 play is more fun to play than Skyrim was. I don't disagree with that. But the role-playing in, in the last two Bethesda releases has been utter dog shit. And it's disappointing because it seems like Todd Howard doesn't care. He's like, oh, if we can cut some of the fat down and make it a more open experience. I'm like, no, nah, but you, 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 yes. But at the same time, you don't want to sacrifice your hardcore fan base that is going to buy the game. We don't want to make it a more open experience. We want to make it a more open ending. Right. You want you want it to be an easy to get into, an easy to grasp, and hard to master system. Like, if the first five hours of your game need to be a little more streamlined so that you can get a larger group in, that's great. But then you need to have systems that you don't have to engage with, but you can for your actual diehard fans. For the fans that will buy the game on day one, period, no matter what you put out. And like... And that's the thing. I mean, I've been burnt by Bethesda yeah. a couple times, but when Starfield actually gets released, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it day one. When Fallout Five actually, I'm gets gonna released, buy it. I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy Elder Scrolls Six. Like I, I'll sit here and talk a bunch of shit, like fuck that game, but I'm gonna buy it, and I'll stay up all night fucking playing it, and I'll take the next day off of work probably, because like it's a big deal when a Bethesda game releases, you play it. But at I mean, the same it was, time... It was the same thing with Cyberpunk 2077. Right. I played the fuck out of that game when it first released. Now the game... I, well, I tried to. It was a broken game. It's much better now. Much better. You can attest to that. You played it on your on the well, Series it's X. Playable it's playable now. now. And and honestly, once I got into it and was able to play it, I but loved it. But the funny it. thing is, is I never had any like crazy game-breaking bugs with it. Right. Mine wouldn't let me play more than like an hour when it first relaunched. It would just... I never had that problem. Cut. Really? I never had that. I never had any real game-breaking bugs with that game. You just looked like potatoes. Bro, it looked like PS1 graphics. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> hey, I love me some PS1 graphics, but not when it's not supposed to look that way. I mean, it looked... Tekken 2 looked better than that game. I love... I still go back and play Final Fantasy VII, the original version, and they blocky and triangles and everything, but I love it. I can still play the first Tomb Raider for hours. Love it. But those games are supposed to look like that now. It looked like... Cyberpunk released <laughs> in 2020. It should be gorgeous. And now, it okay. really is. Okay. So, to tell you about my Cyberpunk experience, where it didn't really have any game-breaking bugs or anything... It just looked bad. Yeah. Imagine PS1 fidelity with a polygon count so high it doesn't know what to do. <laughs> it couldn't render Keanu Reeves. He was just like, wake the fuck up, samurai. I look like a paperclip. <laughs> like, the character itself and, like, the guns and the UI were fine. Right. But everything else... Anything past, like, a ten-foot radius was just blurs. The car, the starting car that you get, looked like tofu for me on launch day. It would not load in. It was just a giant black block of tofu with, with lights on the back of it. And I was like, yo, this is the ugliest fucking car I have ever seen. If this is what cars look like in the future, then kill me now. And you're like, oh, that's what a car's supposed <laughs> yeah. to look like. So then after the first two updates, I was like, oh... Okay, and then it's still kind of ugly, a few but... months ago when the game actually ran well, I was like, hey... Yo, this game is really fucking fun, and I'm loving it. Dude, and I had a lot great. of fun. And, like, I hate the slander. Because, like, and yes, CD Projekt Red, they did they they did bad. I they fumbled a, the bag. Okay, so I have a problem. Like, we touched on this a little bit last episode. Yeah. But how are you going to make a game right. 
that's that immense. Right. Big. Big. And yet your Xbox One download is only going to be 55 gigabytes? Right. Right. When look at, like, GTA, it's big. It's big. It's big now. And it was made on 360 hardware. It was made on 360. And the Xbox One is still 80 gigabytes. Yeah. Red Dead 2 is 130. It's big. And it runs great. It runs great. So like no issues. Hey Cyberpunk. And and why I understand. Why the fuck are you why the fuck are you 65 gigabytes? I do understand the fact that why the game cuz like they had never made a game like that. C- CD Project Red. They made The Witcher games and if I'm not mistaken they made one game before that and I can't remember. And I played every Witcher game. I I've read all the books. I've I watched the show when it came out. I enjoyed it and I've played every game. And like The Witcher primarily specifically the witcher 3 is in my opinion one of the greatest role-playing games ever made and even without that even more broad it's one of the greatest games ever created and ever released but a lot of people tend to forget that when it first launched it was kind of broken the game did not play right it didn't run right because it was so big that cd project red was like hold on we put too much in the game we will fix it i swear but it the game was so good that everybody was like okay that's fine but that's the thing cyberpunk was that good. it's so good it has a fantastic story and i like the fact that it's short the fact that the actual main plot can be beat in around 20 hours so do you have you don't have to say man i really want to play this again but 60 hours is a big ordeal nah 20 hours 20 hours but then there's all the side content that really fleshes out this world and i mean some of these side okay did you play the side quest with the politician where you have to go into his home yes it's so good and the entire time i was on the edge of my chair like i'm just like yo i was like holy shit they're brainwashing this mother and it was just it was good and it was a real true blue like cyberpunk story like neuromancer like blade runner it felt like cyberpunk and i loved it the city didn't feel as cyberpunk as it could no. have and now in the newest update they added more rain so it rains more often just like it was supposed to in the original source material how it constantly rained so i'm excited about that <laughs> well, i mean you're in seattle and there's desert yes and like it, it it's supposed to feel more and and i agree that it didn't feel as much cyberpunk until i got into it and started actually seeing the the actual inner workings of the world. And then I was like, okay, I get this. But still, like... But the game's there. The systems are there. The role-playing systems are there. The game feels... Even in the buggy mess that I played through, the parts that were great were great. Were still great. And the fact that... They're still great. But even in there, the game... If it would have released now... Yes. September, November of this year. If it would have released, if it released now, no, if it released like beginning of summer this year. Yeah, I think that if they, I, but I think that they, it, they, it launched in November. So I think that if the game would have been able to release in November of this year, I think that it would have been hailed as one of the greatest role-playing games of all time, just like The Witcher. And it sucks because so many people now are so upset with CDPR. And I'm like, hold on, it's not the developers that did it. The developers tried their best. And they made a damn good product. It was just kind of broken, but they fixed it. And they didn't charge you money to fix it. They didn't release a patched version for $60. They released 
the game, and they have not put any story DLC out or anything. They wanted to fix their game before they added anything to it. And I respect that so much. Oh, I'm so excited to see where it goes. Dude, I want story content. Now that the game's playable, I want story content. Oh. I want my, stories. My big problem with Cyberpunk 2077, and the reason I say the city didn't feel cyberpunk yeah. to me, it didn't feel grimy. It didn't. It felt gritty, but not grimy. Yeah. And it's like, weird. A lot. I'm glad you said that because I felt that way too. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, they're the same thing." No, 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 no. Gritty is like when you when you watch a true crime television show. Like watch uh, watch True Detective. That's gritty. Yeah. When you watch Blade Runner, that's gritty. But grimy is where. And like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I mean, it has a lot like there's sexual innuendos." That's not. That's not what we mean. No. Grimy is filthy. The game was so clean. Yeah. Like, even in the slums, Everything it was, was so clean. clean. And I'm like, that's not cyberpunk. It's supposed to be dystopian, like, hey, life's kind of shit unless like, you live on the 50th floor. Because like, then you don't see it, the shit. The best example of cyberpunk that I can really point to, and... You're going to reach across this table and smack me in the face. I'm going to respect your opinion. But. I'll try to at least. Look at, um, it's not quite cyberpunk because it's more grimdark. Right. But Necromunda, the Hive City in Warhammer. Okay. I won't, like, I won't argue Warhammer's too much. Hive Cities. Yeah. I won't argue too much. It's still based off of like that cyberpunk aesthetic, so I can't be too mad. Well, with just the technology alone. There's your one. Congratulations. With the technology alone, I mean, that's. That's cyber enough. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. fuck, they have faster than light travel. How much more advanced do you want to get? However, the top towers are so nice. Right. Everything's right. perfect, pristine. They got servants. You go to the underhive. And everything is just shit. There's oh there's trash God. everywhere. There's paper everywhere. There's it's not even trash. It's, it's just disgusting. It's, it's gross. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's terrible like, living conditions. It's bad. It felt like everywhere I went inside of Night City felt clean. Even right. back alleys. Even the back alleys and like the slums near the like, near the coast. Even Pacifica, which was supposed to be overrun with gangs, and like it was the newest part of the city, and it was the supposed to be the nicest part of the city. It was gonna be the, the like tourist attraction, but then the gangs came up, came in and took it over, and it was supposed to be fucking excuse me, destroyed. But it looked I would still fucking live there. Good. Like, it looked like Mexico was portrayed in fucking TV. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Like, 100%. Okay. Right. Why is there this weird, like, filter all over everything? Right. Exactly. But, like, it was gri- It was a little bit grimy down yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and, and like, it was. So, and it in was, my mind... The, like, the, the bad thing about it, the hype- and then I'll let you finish, the characters talked about it like it was so bad. All the characters would be like, oh, there's shit on my... They're, they're, somebody's puking on the floor. And, like, the characters would talk like this was literally the worst place to live in. And while in gritty and roughness, I was like, okay, I can see why this would kind of be a rough place to live. But at the same time, it's still nice. Like, it's not Spartanburg. <laughs> so, and then I'm walking Damn. around, and I'm just like, yo, this isn't near as filthy as everyone says it is. <laughs> There was a couple things they promised that they didn't deliver on, like right. active police patrol stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But there's a couple things that like immediately come to mind that they could have added mm-hmm. that would have made it 
way grimier. Yeah. Like, and they still can. And they still can. They still can. Because, it like, would probably take a lot of coding now it to would. get some of these things. It would. But chief amongst them is like, the back alleys in the main city, they're fairly put together. Yeah. Okay. Destroy them. Wreck them. Like, wreck them. Wreck them. Put bodies back there. However, like, <laughs> wreck like, why aren't there random murders in my city? Yes. Like you'll you'll and and you never see that happen. You'll pull up on it, and there's somebody standing over a dead body, and there's some cops around questioning them. And I'm like, okay, I, I saw this two streets over. Like you don't ever see any random like just like muggings or like random robberies or like you don't see any just you don't see that that stereotypical to to say it bluntly the stereotypical cyberpunk dystopian things that just happen and you're no, just and, like and yo the closest thing what? i got to that was uh when you did the mission where you were going to get on the parade float oh, and you're on that like that's so good scaffolding yeah like little yep. market area that's the closest i got to, oh like, yeah oh yeah this feels like a cyberpunk no area. and like and it was so pretty they have all the projections up and all it was just boom all the holograms fly, and I'm like, this is gorgeous. Like, if they hadn't shown this in the trailers and in the reviews, this would be the this would be the poster child for what like next gen gaming should have looked like. Like, no one would have believed us if we would have said ten years ago that that's what games would look like. And and did you see that meme I shared on Facebook the other day? It was like, you know, what people expect when I say games 20 years ago looked like and it was Mario and it was like what games actually looked like 20 years ago and it's a picture of Traverse Town from the first Kingdom Hearts and I was like ooh I am old I played that game on launch like woo (laughs) and I'm just like damn like it's crazy that the the amount of the gap between the way graphics have come and we talked about this the other day on, on Xbox like the graphics nowadays are so pretty but they lose some of that artistic vision to them it's not even that like it's just diminishing returns. Like, right. You're not right. getting much better. Mm-mm. You're adding no. so much more file size. Exactly. For not much you have more. to have an artistic flair to it to set your game apart. And that was what that the first time I saw that in Cyberpunk was during that during that parade. And I was like, this is the part of this game that I will remember as wow, this was what Cyberpunk should have looked like all around. Or going into the afterlife. Or like certain sequences. Or at the end. At the Black Gate and all that. Seeing all that I was like, yo. This is what this game should have looked like. This is what I saw in my head. When I was imagining it. When I was reading Neuromancer. This is what I saw. And this looks great. Like the gameplay itself. Super Super fun. It feels great. Like Sliding around with the, the pistols feels good. The hacking feels good. It... It's sad because um, Watch Dogs was built around hacking, and I defended the first Watch Dogs vehemently. I loved that game. That was game. actually a fun game. It was a great game. And while like, Watch Dogs 2 wasn't quite as good as, as 1 was, and I haven't played Legion yet, but it's sad because uh, Legion just released an Assassin's Creed event, and it's more Assassin's Creed than the new Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> Can <laughs> but, we say like, Assassin's Creed junk? Jump the shark. Oh god, it did. And and I'm and I love Assassin's Creed. I love and they're it. Not it's still one of games. my favorites. No, it's still one of my favorite no, series. It's, it's not that they made a bad game. No, the stories are bad. But or, it's or not whatever. Assassin's Creed. But, no, no more. it's not. It's not. And like after Syndicate, and Syndicate was bad. It was not a very good. It, the story was bad. The gameplay wasn't fun. It didn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game. And a lot of people were kind of burned out. And I'm like, okay, we need something new. When Origins released. I was like, okay, this is still an Assassin's Creed story. 
I'm not too big on the new parkour system or, or, or the combat, but I still like it. I can still get it. I don't like the fact that it's more RPG, but I like this game. Odyssey released, and I was like, it's not a bad game, but why? And it's shit on the lore. And Assassin's Creed lore, I love it. I'm really into it. I'm, I have an entire guide just dedicated to lore. I, I love it. It's so much fun. That weird proto-history thing that it's got going on, I'm, I dig it. But like, <laughs> Odyssey shit on all of the lore that was just built in the last game. <laughs> they completely redact like the, the Hidden Blade and the Leap of Faith and all that. And this game takes place before that game like time wise so it should not have been that way and then and then Valhalla they tried to bring it I feel like with Valhalla they wanted to make a Viking game and they're like oh shit it's called Assassin's Creed so they threw in some Assassin stuff at the last minute now the Assassin stuff that's in it is fun it's a nice little return to form but it's still not the story has nothing to do with Assassins except for the first three hours and the last three hours I feel like they should have just put Assassin's Creed on hiatus. I feel like they should have. Or, if they really wanted to, they could, if they wanted to use that name, because I understand that using the name, is they're still a business. Milking the name is part of it. I get it. But if they would have done the spin-off idea like they wanted to, because Odyssey was going to be, Odyssey, an Assassin's Creed story. It was going to be a spin-off. And I feel like Valhalla and Odyssey both would have benefited highly from that because then we're like okay they're not main story makes sense because they don't have anything to do with the main story except for in the modern timeline and the modern story now is shit it's getting better but it's still not good and uh, i'm the like the modern story was so good in the it first was so story. good like because you had one and then you had two and they followed great and then brotherhood was good and then revelations had some revelations and then three ended that story well and I was like, okay, all they have to do is give us a little bit of a weird little kind of... And what they originally planned on doing was having Watch Dogs be the modern story. And then Assassin's Creed be the animus story from, like, Abstergo's point of view in the modern. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm about that. But then they didn't do it because the first Watch Dogs didn't do well. And then Watch Dogs 2 happened, and they were like, yeah, we're just going to do our own thing with it. But then now, with Watch Dogs Legion, they're going back to kind of having that idea. They have straight up put modern-day assassins inside of cyberpunk futuristic London. And it's rad. But, when your mainline flagship title, which is Assassin's Creed, Ubisoft's flagship title is Assassin's Creed Far Cry, and then Watch Dogs. Those are the three games, really, to their name. Rainbow Six. And Rainbow, but Rainbow released one game every ten years now. But, like... Yeah, but that one game is still it's, getting played. Oh, and Siege is a great game, especially now. When it first launched, it was kind of trash, but it's great now. It's a great game. Now it's getting hacked all to hell now, The but, fucking community's toxic oh, as fuck. it's terrible. It's terrible. But, like, it, it's bad when Assassin's Creed isn't Assassin's Creed anymore. They're fun games. They're still well-made games. But if I wanted to play a RPG, I'd go play an RPG. I don't go to Assassin's Creed for role-playing. I think the Assassin's Creed problem of the last few years has been a problem of the gaming industry as a whole, where a lot of times they're... RPGs got fairly popular there for a little while. Yeah. Like, with the release of Skyrim. Skyrim and Fallout popularized the RPG. Like, Fallout, Oblivion, Fallout, Fallout 4, 3, 
Skyrim and Fallout 4 really just kind of... And then, and then of course, The Witcher 3 happened. And The Witcher 3 changed the way everybody looked at games. And then, like, Borderlands, going back to that, they kind of popularized, like... That the, looter the, shooter... Not even that, but the adding RPG elements right. to things. Because they called it a role-playing shooter at first. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. They know it's still a shooter game with role-playing light elements. And I'm like, that's fine. But then, like, when... It was the complete antithesis to Fallout. That's it. When every single game starts adding in role-playing systems just to extend game time, it dumbs down all audiences. Because, like, then, role-playing games, in order to get in on the pie, they have to be simpler more simple, more yeah. dumbed down to allow a greater audience. And then like, you have... Why do, why do I need a leveling system in my Assassin's Creed? Why do I need a leveling system in Assassin's Creed? Why do I need I mean, a... Maybe put some abilities behind challenges. Yeah, that's fine. Or like, you give me skill points. Skill points are fine. I don't mind skill points. Like, you can give me a level-based system with skill points. I don't mind that. But like, still have it be a linear story. I don't need... Like branching paths and stuff like add that. Add it in a way that like it's still Assassin's Creed. Right. Don't make it obtrusive. Like look at the way Unity played. Yeah, Unity was lambasted on launch, but now a lot of people are realizing that it's the best Assassin's Creed, like Assassin Assassin's Creed we've gotten ever. It's the most pure distillation of the formula. And like, well, I never played it on launch. Oh, but, like was, I played uh, it after the fact. Great it was game great. now. It's an incredible, and it's still gorgeous. Yes, it's gorgeous, and it released in twenty fourteen like last year, and, I'm and like, it's gorgeous oh to God. this day. It is never it, it, the Assassin's Creed series has yet to top it, and they probably won't because they're scared because they put so much processing power into that game, and the Xbox and PlayStation Four could not handle it at the time. Now it plays great, but yeah. the, it's the, it, well, the damage they, was they done. Did, they did a lot of optimization. They did. And, and the like, damage was done with after that. Unity, it kind of forced them into making Syndicate. They did. Because Syndicate was a safe game. It was very, very safe. And no one liked it. And then they were just like, okay, we have to rewrite the playbook. Because then, The Witcher happened. And when The Witcher happened, they were like, okay, we're going to take two years off. And then we're going to release a new Assassin's Creed in 2017. And we were like, okay, cool. And that in game... Honesty, and they straight up said... only be on like, Assassin's Creed 5 at this point. I, I think five or six. Yeah, we should we should because, like, we should not have like ten th- games. They should take it like two or three years in between games. Like I think that release, after they released after they finished Desmond's story with three, they should have been like, okay, we're gonna start taking a two year gap between each game so that each game is good instead of this annualized release. Because then it becomes just sterile like Call of Duty is. Like, Call of Duty's still fun, and each Assassin's Creed game is still fun. I can sit there and play them for 50 to 60 hours and have a lot of fun with them. But then by the time I'm done, I'm just like, okay, well, well, there was this part that was good, this part was good, but all the shit between it was just kind of bad. Or not bad, but substandard. Like, especially with, like, Call of Duty. Like, Call of Duty decided to stop pretending it was something it was not. Right. Like... Call of Duty 4 and World at War and Modern Warfare 2 and to the same extent Modern Warfare 3 had really good stories. Mm -hmm. However, people remember those games because of the Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. They do. They do. But, I mean, the stories are well remembered. Like, those are. Yeah, those are. Everything else after that... 
Like, Black Ops 1 is remembered fairly well, too. Yeah. And Black Ops 2, for some reason, even though I hated it, but... I don't know why Black Ops 2 is so lorded as this... I don't know. Because paradigm. I know it was the last, like, boots-on-the-ground one that felt... But I think it was because of the fact that everyone hated Ghosts so much that Black Ops 2, they were just like, oh, well, Black Ops 2 is the last true great Call of Duty. And I'm like, Ghost was a good game, you just didn't like it. I liked Ghost a lot. But, but the thing is with it, me. Call of Duty kind of stopped pretending it was something it was not. You're right, it did. And like, it saddens me because I really do enjoy those old, I do too. Those old stories. I do too. I mean, we talked about in high school, like, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, like... I remember when Modern Warfare 3 released, I came to school the next day, and I was like, Brody. And he said, did you see the, 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 the site that, <laughs> like, me and Josh exploded about it, it was rad, and the story was still good, by the end of it, spoilers for a 10-year-old game, but, like, by the end of it, when Soap, like, fucking dies, and then we're like, oh, our boy, John McTavish, and then this, I'm sorry, this new Soap that they show in Modern Warfare, that ain't Soap, that's Shampoo. That's not Soap. But, like, it was so I good. them showing his Soap. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's, a, he's a character in the multiplayer. He's, he's one of the operators. Or so I've seen. I haven't played him out. I quit I playing the game. I haven't noticed anything. I quit playing the game, so... Well, they've stopped releasing updates for it, so, you know. I mean, like, and it sucks because Vanguard looks good. I just don't care. I want Battlefield. I'm really excited about 2042. Me, too. Battlefield going back to its actual roots. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the three Battlefield games that everybody knows is Battlefield 1... Battlefield 1942. That was Battlefield 1. Which one? 1942? 1942. Alright, Battlefield 1942. Uh They know 1943. They know 2040 or 2044. They don't have one of those yet. Yeah, they had a future one. Well, they had Battlefield 2, which was like a a, a modern war one. And then they had like the Bad Company games. They had a future one. I can't remember exactly what it was. I don't remember that. I don't have my phone handy. I know Battlefield 3 was a big deal. It was cool. I liked it a lot. Battlefield 4 was a lot of fun. It had some of the best maps. Battlefield 4 is still probably one of my favorite shooters ever. It's a great game. And I swear to God, that's where I got so salty about shooters. Yeah. Because... Okay, and I Battlefield 5 was still a good game. I liked remember, it. I didn't like Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1 was kind of lame. Do you remember the map in Battlefield in a... Battlefield 4, where it was basically a subterranean prison under mm-hmm. a map. Yep. What was that called? I can't remember, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. My entire career on Battlefield 4 was playing on people's personal servers, running that with like a thousand percent tickets on hardcore. Mm-hmm. And trying to take C point. <laughs> Bro. You want to talk about trial by fire? That was a cold day in hell. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Bro. That's some shit. You would find that one loop and you'd get, you'd get behind them. Mm-hmm. And you'd take out like 
20 people because they're all just camping that door in the sea in the sea flag right <laughs> and then you'd find like the bottom route down below sea flag and there'd be like three people camping there <laughs> but you were able to snapshot them fast enough and you right. just popped them and like that was so much fun a lot of fun and bad company too see i hated the bad company games i i did not like them i don't know why, and i really don't know why i did not enjoy i them. enjoyed the story of the bad company games yeah a lot. But the first Battlefield I ever played was Bad Company 2. Right. Bad Company 2 holds a very special place in my heart. It's... I still remember. I had... I was... Uh, what map was it? it? Rush was the game to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... I'm on this map with, like, a giant amount of forest... Right. And it overlooks this, like, port area. And this is the last set of objectives. And it overlooks a port into a city. And there's a mountain right before it, almost. And I'm just hiding in some bushes with the Barrett M95. That was the top-level sniper rifle in that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was getting headshots from my little perch over to the port area where the last two objectives were and I was getting marksman score telling me like a thousand kilometers and that was the moment where I was like this game this is game. awesome well that's what it was with so with Battlefield 3 and that was before they put in the sniper glint that right. every game has now yes right that was before that that's, that's, yeah I was about to say and that was before that too cause like okay so with, with Battlefield Bad Company 2 I, I, it was my first one I played also. Except for the one that was on Xbox that I only played the offline mode because I didn't have internet. With the excuse me, the original Xbox, the one that I was telling you could hot swap. I can't remember what it was called. But, um... I, I think that was the future one. That might have been the future one. I can't remember. I have it still somewhere. I just don't know where. Because I know there is a Battlefield game from the early era. Yeah, it was in the early was 2000s. Future. Yeah. And it's like probably that one, I think. 2022 or 2042. Or I can't remember. Because the new one's 2042. Yeah, the new one's 2042. So it's like, it might have been like 2030, 2033. I know it didn't have a date, but it was it was in the future. I can't remember what it was, though. But it was pro- it might be that one. It's going to fucking but like, bother me. It will. I played, um, I, it was actually Gabe Keenan's game. And he was like, hey, you should try Bad Company. Um and I had a, I, I, he just had, he had one and two, but he's like, just play two. It's a better game. And I was like, okay. So I borrowed it, tried to play the story, and I didn't like it. And I, I don't know if it was just the fact that I was so edgy at the time <laughs> that I didn't like the characters. But I don't know what it was, but I just didn't enjoy it. And I couldn't play it online, so. 2142. Ah. Which one is that? Let me see. It's Battlefield 2142. Okay, Modern Combat was the one that I had. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. That was a PC one. Yeah. But Modern Combat was the one that was that was on Xbox that had the hot swap thing. Yeah. Um, so, I... By the way, that game's a lot of fun. It is. Oh, my God. Great game. Great game. Not even uh, Modern Combat, like, enlisted the game that... Re- oh, is it? It's It's fun? Good fun. shit. I'm glad you like it. I know you guys are, like, super is, excited about it. It is utter chaos. I bet. It's everything I wanted a Battlefield game to be. But in Except I don't have to rely on, like, other people in my squad. Right. Is it World War One or Two? Two. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, 
now because it's a free to play game. Yeah. So there are like pre. So just like every other thing, there's yeah, a premium there's, thing. Yeah. And there's premium squads. Yeah. And I, I picked up one because I wanted to get some coins. Right. Because for the first like month or two of it releasing, right, they were doing a whole year, which is usually like 150 bucks of yeah. their premium account, because if you play enough games based on like in the war. Uh, World of Tanks or War Thunder. Right, or, right, right. You kind of understand how it goes. And premium time is key. Like, if you want to spend money in that game, that's where you spend it. Right. So we're doing the whole year for, like, less than 20 bucks, mm-hmm. which is usually, like, 150 And I was like, well, this squad comes with enough coins for it. Let me buy it. It's an entire squad of Americans with submachine guns. <laughs> and I'm like, Fuck! They wreck America. Fuck it's, yeah! <laughs> so it's a mixture of like realistic shooter, right, with arcadey control, with arcadey shooter stuff. Okay, but also squad based. It's kind of weird, <laughs> but it's awesome. It sounds like For Honor, but like first person shooter. <laughs> so headshots are pretty much insta gives, of course, as they should as be. as they should be. But like some things get bullet spongy. And the fun part about the whole thing is they use the ground and vehicle combat, or the air and vehicle combat, from Gaijin's other game, War Thunder. Right. Which has been going on for like 10 plus years now. Yeah. And like, tanks are terrifying. <laughs> I think you were in a party with me one night yeah. while I was playing it. Oh! <laughs> oh no! Oh! Yeah. Oh no 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 no! Oh! Well, that's how it was in like... With, like, Battlefield 3 when it first came out, because, like, what was it? It was, like, Operation Firestorm or something like that, where you started out on the base up top, and you got to parachute down to, like, the little town, the little base at the bottom. You remember that? Okay. So I remember me and Andrew Tankersley and Gabe Keenan were all playing, and I remember they were on the bottom. They were on my squad. They were like, okay, I'm at the bottom. And I went down there. I was playing the medic class because I'm your boy, and I help people. So I jumped down there to go save them. I landed. I res Andrew, and he goes... Run! And I look and turn, and a tank come through the door, and I was like, ah! <laughs> So I remember I got my grenade launcher out, and I shoot the wall in front of me to run through the wall, and I'm just running away from this tank because he can't shoot because he'll just bring the building down on top of him. But he's just driving through, driving through. And then finally I dart off to the right. He turns, and he shoots at me. And for I hit the wrong button. I think I tried to jump. But instead, I slid, and I see the missile go over my head and just beam like 15 people. And I was like, if this is what Battlefield is, oh, this game. And then when Battlefield 4 came out on Xbox One, I bought it day one. And I was like, this is the shit. Operation Metro. Operation Metro was so fucking fun. Do you remember when they just... Okay, so like a couple months before the game released... And actually, like, while the game was already released, yeah. they just did, like, this free beta where you could just play Operation yep, you Metro. you play Metro for hours. And we were just like, dude, I okay. <laughs> so much Metro. It I played so much Metro that I hate Metro now as much as I hate Nuketown because we played so much of it. You gotta still love Nuketown. <laughs> I hate Nuketown now. <laughs> when, we, when you play four games worth of Nuketown, Nuketown doesn't fucking matter anymore. I've played more Nuketown. Than I care to I've count. played more Nuketown than I've seen some of my family members. That's fair. 
Like, I joke around and say that I like, I've listened to the Giant Bomb cast, and I know those voices, and I've talked with them more than I've talked to some of my own family members. But, like, I'm not lying. I'm invested. I was invested in their lives, and like I, I played more Metro than I've talked to some family members, and I've played more Nuketown than I've talked to a lot of them. Nuketown was in four games. I'm done with it. I don't want to play it anymore. I want them to bring back Terminal so that I can be happy again. Oh, I want them to bring back Terminal so. Bad. I want Terminal. <sighs> There's a lot of things to be excited for this year. What I'm not excited for is paying $120 to EA to get the big version of Battlefield, though. I mean, I... As much as I want it, <clears throat> that's one of those games that I think I might just get the regular... Like, just the, the regular edition with the season pass and just have all the DLCs. Because, like, there's other games. Now, like, I'll probably get the collector's edition of Elder Scrolls Six. Because, like, it's... And I'll probably shill out my life for the collector's edition of Starfield. I mean, probably. That's what I'm thinking, too. I'm like, yo, if this game... If they'll release fucking gameplay and show us what the fucking game is, if it's just Fallout in space, I'm gonna be a little upset. It better be fucking different. I, I'm... I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be upset. Now, hold on. Upset. I wouldn't be upset, but I would be disappointed. Yeah. Don't give me this, because then we would have three series that are the exact same, that each take five to six years to fucking make. Because. Now, I'm excited just because it's a new IP for the first time in, like, Bethesda's years. <laughs> so, like. In, like, 20 there years was, of Bethesda. There was Elder Scrolls. That was their first original IP. Yep. There and that's was, the only game they, like, ever really made. There was Elder Scrolls, right? All Elder Scrolls. And All then, and then they bought Fallout. And then from they Black bought Isle. Fallout's property, or their the IP. Yep, from Black. And Isle. so they made Elder Scrolls, but with guns in the post-apocalypse. Yep. And then they said, "Hey, Obsidian, you can make a sequel to Fallout Three, but you have to make it within eighteen months, and it has to have these things in it." And they're like. Cool. So then they basically made the fabled all your assets. They basically made the fabled Fallout Three that they were supposed to make back in the day, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's like the best Fallout ever! I love it." And I'm just like, "I mean, it's it's pretty fucking up there." I like the atmosphere of Fallout Three still the best personally. Like the atmosphere of Fallout Three is just being in the capital. It's top notch. Like you, the the uh, the whole game. I saw Rivet City. Yes, the whole game just looks grimy. grimy and dingy. It looks grimy and dingy. Unlike Cyberpunk. See, it all com- it all connects. We've come full circle. Yes. <laughs> Title of the episode, Grimy. <laughs> we are we are now in Ouroboros. <laughs> oh shit. We but spent yeah. we spent an hour and a half talking about games. We should talk about a couple other things. We should bring up some animes. We should. Have you watched any animes? <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist Brothers. You finished it? No. Oh. <laughs> How far are you? 48. Okay, so you're you're about three quarters of the way. Yeah. Right, I'm at Briggs. How you feeling so far? You like it You like it more or you like it less? What, I'm at what? Briggs. Yeah? <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. It's a shit show wrapped in a dumpster fire and I'm all about it. <laughs> Actually, the last thing I remember is learning about uh, Hohenheim. Like yes. Actually learning yes. about Hohenheim. Oh yes, I love Hohenheim. 
in so, uh, it's what just, actually happened oh. at Xerxes. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. So, you know, there, there's that. Are you caught up on um, Tokyo Avengers? I'm not. Really? How far, how far are you behind? Like, like two, two Okay. Episodes. The last two episodes were pretty good. I dig it. Are they the last two episodes of the season? No, we got two more. Okay. We got one tomorrow, or one on Saturday, and then we got one next week, I think. Unless they keep going. If they keep going, I'm okay with it. I hope it's not weekly. I hope it's seasonally, just because that way it's, it gets, you know, some some budget. But, like, yeah. So, you saw the the ending of the Bloody Halloween arc, then? Um, no, I'm, like, right at the end. Okay, uh, cool. Then I won't say anything. Cool, cool, cool. It's great. Baji. Yes. Oh. My perfect cinnamon roll boy. <sighs> um. Baji. Seppuku. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at. Oh, Baji. <laughs> I... I have Tokyo Revengers. If you listen to my top 20 anime list, you know that Tokyo Revengers is very special to me for reasons that I so if you haven't it, really... It be higher now? I've read farther in the manga, and I don't think it'll be higher, but I think it I think it has well-earned its place. I think it has well-earned its place. Now, I will say, <clears throat> Jujutsu Kaisen has for sure earned its place, and I already think it did earlier, but now with the latest chapters... I can't wait till it gets. I this next season. This next season, I I feel like I know how it's gonna be. I feel like the first half of the season I know what it's gonna be, and I feel like the second half of the season I know what it's gonna be. And if that second half of the season is what I think it's gonna be, ain't nobody fucking ready. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. Everybody gonna be upset. It's so good. It's so dark. It's so dingy. It's so grimy. And. Oh my god. It's a lot. I sat there like <laughs> kind of like catatonic when I finished the arc. I was just like, oh, oh, oh. like what, what did I just read for like 50 chapters? Cuz it's like a 50 chapter arc. So I think that the way that oh, Jujutsu Kaisen's pacing is so fucking good. But the way that they pace it, I guarantee that since it's 50 episodes, they could probably they could probably fit it. The way they jump around and stuff like that, they could probably fit it in 12 episodes, I think. And I'm okay with that. Uh, ooh, no, never mind, you haven't. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I hate the way you watch anime. <laughs> My hero. I hate the way you watch anime. I need you to watch things so I can talk to you. <laughs> I do watch things. Fuck you, no you don't. Yes, I do. You binge shit. No. I watch things seasonally. I'm watching Revengers. I'm watching To Your Eternity. I watch Slime. I, I watch a lot of things. I did watch I'm... the first episode of To Your Eternity. Only the first one. I haven't gotten it. And I don't know how to feel about it yet. I think it's really pretty. And it's very interesting. Doesn't it make you want to ask a lot of questions? It makes me want to ask a lot of questions. And I'm like, okay. Here's my concern. Are you going to make me ask these questions and then never answer them? So, you are at the end of the season? Roughly? Close. How does it answer questions? A lot of questions get answered, but a lot more questions come up. That's fine. As long as it answers the questions that I have after the first, I don't know first what your, episode. I don't know what your questions are. I'd have to watch it again to remember. I watched it at like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, mm. but I remember watching it, and thanks. I remember I did enjoy it. Th- th- thanks for watching one of my favorite ones. No, 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 no. I was, I was falling asleep afterwards. I didn't fall asleep during it, actually. Like I said, I was thoroughly enjoyed it. I just fell asleep almost directly after, so I don't remember much of it. So I did um I did watch a few more episodes of Nagataro and I am slowly enjoying it more. 
as I, I stated earlier on in, the, in one of the episodes before that like it feels she just feels hateful at first and I know that that's kind of the, the purpose it's their love story budding and, and becoming flower but like that reminds me probably have a chapter of that to read probably it it it, it it feels... At least like two a month. Oh, also, you were right. You did leave your Shars counterattack here. It's right over there. It's in the, the season two of Gundam. I'll get it out before you leave. Because I popped open that Xbox and it said dink. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. But, um... Yeah, I, I did watch a little bit more of it. Um, I was going to start a new show called Sunny Boy. Um... It looks interesting. The art style looks really pretty. And I was going to start the episode yesterday, but then I had to leave for work. Um, so I was just like, oh, shit, I forgot I had to work today. My week was all fucked up because I went into early two days. So I was like, okay. Uh, but I'll probably start it sometime tomorrow, uh, probably tomorrow night when I get back. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see it, actually. It looks it looks interesting. So, you know, maybe it'll I'll have something cool so- to talk about next time. <laughs> There was a show I haven't really talked about much. Mm-hmm. It's called Remake My Remake Our Life. It's probably a rom com, like by actual, like by broad genre standards. Yeah. Okay. However, it was n- the story itself never feels intentionally like that. Obviously, because of what it is, there's going to be some situations. Right. And there's going to be a budding romance at some point, but it's in most rom-coms, right, the the protagonist or your your male surrogate to put yourself in there is pursuing pretty heavily. Yes. In this one, he doesn't pursue at all. Like, that is not his intention in the slightest. Wait, is this the one where the the girl comes to stay with him? Or not that one? No. What's that one? That's Higit Hero. Higit Hero. Okay. Sorry. You should watch that one. I think it's good. Yeah. I, I do plan on watching that one. I think it's just a good good story. I do plan on watching that but, one. But, so, Remake Our Life, I touched on it a little bit when I did my list. Yeah. Because it was part of the honorable mentions. Okay. Um, so, the story is, guy goes through life failing at everything um, because he basically felt like he made a wrong decision in his life. To go to one college instead of the other. Okay. So he wanted to go the sensible route of going to <coughs> business school and trying to use that in the world instead of him getting accepted to a top art college. So he squandered that chance. Right. Um, in that situation, he is every single time he gets somewhere, uh, either the product they're developing fails gets canceled or something of that nature he's defeated he goes back to his mom's house right goes to sleep one night he wakes up and it's ten years earlier what right before he has right before he has to make the decision to go to college to go to the college right so this time he's like I'm gonna go to this school right um and unbeknownst to him the three people he idolized as the people of his age group that are doing huge things in the industries are at this school. Yes, you told me about this. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Where, uh, 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 like, <clears throat> there's the girl 
who she's like this really famous something and like or they will be famous and he kind of helps them with their inventions okay. and stuff like that. I remember you telling okay. me about this. This actually sounds very good and I can't wait to watch it. I I re- I was trying to remember the fucking name the other day when I was looking for something to watch. I was like, God, what's that anime's name? And I almost messaged you, but I didn't want to be like, hey, yo, I forgot that name. And you'd be like, you never listened to me. So, <laughs> I mean, that would have been the response, that's, that's but I would have told you. Yeah, I know. But, but yes, okay, I remember. I really need to talk about something on it. And since you're actually like, I want to watch it, yes. I now can't say what I was going to say. Damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, shit's gone sideways. Really? I'm sorry. I will. I do plan on so, actually watching it, though. Okay. At some point, we get a flash forward. Okay. And in the original flashback, he goes back 10 years. When we flash forward, it's 12 years. Right. And some shit's happened. And it's not the same butterfly effect has happened. It's no good. I don't know. <laughs> I'm on episode 9 of 12. <laughs> he said, oh no, he's no good. <laughs> 10, 11, 12 have not released yet. <laughs> um, so what you're telling me is, is catch up in a weekend so that we can actually talk about it. Bro, okay, so the th- he gets in a share house and Obviously, situation's gonna happen first episode, whatever. Of course. Um, he ends up waking up with one of the girls in his room. As you do. Because, like, not my she came in in the middle of the night, was tired, just laid down, went to sleep. Whatever. There was nothing crazy about it. It just happened. So, we're moving on. And they move on. Yeah. From it real fast. Um, <laughs> so, the people in his house obviously because of the show are going to be the three members of the generation that he looked up to. Right. One is a writer. One is a incredible artist. And the other one's a singer. When she's in college she's focusing on acting. Right. Right. I remember you telling and I remember you telling me like you were he he was like, "Hey, you should try singing." Actually, like you should get serious about something. Yeah, because you're just half-assing it. Right. Get serious. He fucks up so bad. Oh no. Because he still has his memories from ten years in the future. Uh huh. So he knows what's gonna be popular. He knows what's gonna work. You can kind of see where that's going. It's called it's called meddling, and you cannot meddle with the timeline. It's not meddling. It's called meddling. It's called meddling, and and Loki talks about that. You cannot do that. That's called nexus events. Yes, that's called. And then there was Loki said not to do that. Well, I'm trying to say this as vague as possible because like this is what I need to talk about, and I don't know how I feel, but a character that's been in the show for a while came up and started saying some strange things so I don't know anymore I'm real- are we talking about in the future timeline or in the no, past in the past timeline Ooh, so they could time travel too before he wakes up in the future again 
which isn't the future he came from. It's the future two years later. But it's the future two years in the in the future. What the fuck? <laughs> it. <laughs> right now, I just want to go on a full plot synopsis about like everything that's happened. I'll have to watch it then. But we whole... can have a nice conversation about that. That'll be a bit. We'll do a bit on it. We don't even need to do a bit. I just I need to talk. Especially. So how about this? What we'll do is we'll we'll, we'll I'll watch it too, and then when it wraps up. We'll do a full season review on a bit. We can do that. I, and that way we can talk about it. Because I want to talk about I it don't, too. I don't know if I misread like the tone of voice <laughs> or or the subtitles, but like that person shouldn't be speaking like that. He <laughs> said, <laughs> oh, hold up. Slow down, dear. But, so... He becomes, like, their producer. We're not talking about, like, a Marty McFly thing where he almost, like, fucks his mom, are we? No. <laughs> That's good. No, I mean, he's college age at that point. Hey. I mean, He can, can still have it. But he didn't go back... He, he didn't go back that far in the future <laughs> where she doesn't even know he exists, so there'd be no chance. But, yeah. but... College is kind of crazy. He becomes their, like... Producer, Right. Meaning he's the one that keeps everything together. He's the one that keeps all the projects on track. He's the one that's like, being like, you should rewrite this to be a little bit more like this, or you should right. you should redraw this, or you should do this. or like. So he's doing that. Meddling. But he's also got his ten years in the future. And in one of the early episodes, he's talking to the writer. And, like, he pulls an idea out of his head for something... That the guy does, like, six years in the future. And the guy goes to his bag and pulls out the plan for that exact thing. He's like, it was like you pulled the idea right out of my brain. He hasn't... That's called meddling! He hasn't told anybody that he's from the future or anything. He's kept it all... You can't do that! You can't tell people you're from the future! You know how these things work. Sometimes they just do. <laughs> but, like, he hasn't told anybody or led any sort of hints. Like, it, it's going crazy. This is why I hate time travel. I hate time travel narratives. There's no paradoxes. Like, he just doesn't exist in the past. So, like... How? Like... So there's not two of him. No. He himself. Yes. Wait, himself. So it, it's it's like it's like Takamichi and Revengers. He yes. becomes himself again. Yes. It's the Takamichi. Okay. Thing. Okay. Okay. I was about to say. I was like, hold on. <laughs> okay. I was I was misunderstanding. Okay. I still hate time travel narratives. Most I of could the be wrong. There <laughs> might be a second one of him that went to business school. But he wakes up and has a child. After being in college. That's called meddling. Oh, you are. That's my, called meddling. My boy. My boy. Baby girl. Also. You got to see it through, my boy. Also, there's another show called The Detective is Already Dead. Yeah, you were talking about it, too. Not a rom-com. No, you've, ta- you've talked about it on the show before. It's real weird. Right. After, like, the first few episodes, I was like, man, I want to see this. I, I want to I see this dynamic, which is, like, the detective and your protagonist. And then dynamic happened. And then dynamic doesn't happen because, like, start of episode two, 
Uh, but the detective's already dead. Oh, that's right. And yeah. I'm like, oh, huh? <laughs> we um, we missed something. <laughs> I know this. I I know the title told me that she's already dead. <laughs> but I ex- you, oh, you said she lives inside. Yeah, the heart within the heart. She lives inside of you. She lives on inside of his heart or something. No, she lives on inside of another girl. All right, her heart was transplanted into another person. Yes. And then that person's like. My heart wants to be with somebody. I need you to find that I made that the person. Celine Dion reference. I remember you talking yep. about this. Okay. Because her heart did go on. I remember yep. now. The only thing I wanted out of that show is to see more of the relationship between the detective <laughs> and our protagonist. And surprisingly, with the detective already being dead, <laughs> that's exactly what I've gotten. <laughs> Don't you just love it when you get exactly what you want? I'm like nine episodes in. and I I, almost fucked everything. I'm like nine episodes in. or like It's like seven or nine episodes in, right? Right. I don't think I've seen the other girl in like four or five episodes. (laughs) Like after episode three, she's not there anymore. But it's a real interesting show. That... I find weird shit that's just interesting from time to time. You do. You find a lot of weird shit. <laughs> You're like, your anime tastes are like a... They're they're like an Arabian bazaar. You'll find really pretty rug. You will find... You will find nice little gizmo. And then you will find genie and lamp that if you rub it three times, it'd come on you. You find... Some strange ass shit. <laughs> you also maybe find some opium. Because fuck these are addicting. Dude, I found one the other day. Alright. I don't I don't I don't even know why I clicked on it to watch it. The 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 picture for the cover, the girl was wearing a really, really weird costume. And the What was it called? The To Love Rue. To Love Rue was pretty good, actually. I watched, I watched the first two seasons. That's pretty good. I have all six of them in my <gasps> to watch list because I clicked on it. It wasn't bad. It was weird. It was really fucking it was real weird. <laughs> it was real, and I watched some weird shit, bro. It was pretty weird. I clicked on it because real weird costume, right? And then I read as like alien comes to Earth and ends up in <laughs> random boy's bathroom. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let's watch a couple episodes. He said, intrigued. <laughs> okay. Eh. And, like, they're getting married. <laughs> yep. She has a vacuum cleaner gadget that she forgot where the off button was. Her brother is super serial. They're... Do you remember what their engagement ritual is? No. To grab the boobs. Oh, that's right. Grab and dragon, basically. Yep, yep, yep. Huh? Yeah. Oh, this show's weird. It's a very strange one. It was a strange one. It was... It, yep. No. Yep. Yep. I remember it now. Yep. Um, I remember it. Oh, boy. I'm gonna have to finish it. <laughs> also, what the fuck was up with your... My girlfriend's a show bitch. Hey, man. I don't think I ever actually finished that last episode. I did. I don't think I actually watched the last episode. Did it end well? Uh, huh? 
the show starts off with them in a field, and it's like, I'm going to expose myself to you now. Yep. And it ends in the same way. Oh, <laughs> sick! What so, goes around comes around. So, I don't know. It's like, it's like this whole episode has been like an episode of The Lion King. Because it's the circle of life. Also, Everything about today has also, been Also, did you ever watch Scoot School Days? Uh, yes. Yes. What the fuck was that? Um, uh, it was kind of a fever dream, honestly. I don't remember a lot of it, and okay. I, I don't really blame myself for not I'm remembering give you a, a lot of it. a quick plot synopsis, right? I, how, it wasn't that long, right? It was like 12 episodes? Yeah. Okay. And it'll never get anything else. No, 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 no. It was bad. Like, no one liked it. No, no, no. No one liked it because the main character was a dick. Oh, he was awful. He was a he was a shit bag. It wasn't that he was a bad character? He was just a shit. Oh, he bag. was just terrible. Like honestly, characterization great. He was just terrible. Bro, okay, the show is literally shy guy falls in love with girl he sees on train. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Finds out that girl also like him through friend on train through through one of his friends that he has that he's had for a long time yes that kicks off and goes well and they start dating friend then confesses his love her love to him and kisses him so now he's an adulterer now kith so, so now he just commits all the adultery all the adultery oh they're kids and Nobody's probably ever going to watch that show outside of me. But do you know how it ends? Do you remember how it ends? I don't remember. I'm So I remember... The first love interest. I remember the first episode very well. After that, I don't remember very much. But I remember I finished it, and I remember when I finished it, I, t- I go, I reach up and I turn my Xbox off, I hear the be doo and then I set my controller down and I went to bed. And then I was just like... Well, that happened. And then I promptly forgot everything about it. <laughs> okay, so just a refresher for you. That show ends with our first love interest on a boat holding our protagonist's severed head because she cut his fucking head off out of jealousy. I remember now! I remember because the whole show had n- It did not lead up to that moment at all nope. and then it just happens yep because i remember that scene i remember her just sitting there holding his head just smiling and i'm like okay and then went to bed and i was like all right this this show does not exist anymore i will forget about this show so i found that show on accident actually <laughs> you find all your shows on accident that was on accident <laughs> because i saw a meme from another show that looked really really funny and it was called Days. I don't think I've seen Days. I think I think I've looked at Days. But it's about a guy who it. wants to play soccer, but he's not that good. Yes, I was about so to. So I wanted I've to watch. I wanted it. to watch Days because there was a funny meme. Right. And then I, what I found instead was School, school days. days. That's how my high school DXD story starts. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a high school DXD story. I don't ever want to watch that again. <laughs> I may need the help of inebriation. <laughs> That's how my high school TXT story starts. <laughs> Love it. Bro, I... Love it. What else? What else? Oh, um... 
whoever was on my Funimation is no longer on my Funimation because I changed the password. That's good. Oh, uh, I, I got. I gave it to. I got Jaden set up with Verve. Yeah. He has watched about three hundred episodes of One Piece. So yes, he's linked up with my account. Like I'm his like parent on the account. So he has to like mom has to put in my password whenever he wants to play anything that's above a certain age rating. So I can check whatever he does on my phone. He, within his first weekend of having it, he played an hour and ten minutes of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, ten minutes of Skyrim, about an hour and twenty minutes of the One Piece Burning Blood demo, and he watched fourteen hours of One Piece, of Verve, and all he's watched on there is One Piece. I asked him, I was like, hey, have you watched anything? He goes, One Piece, and I was like, did you? Did you but yeah, they're like, but like, Verve's a big, sir, did you, One Piece. I'm like, but did you watch anything else? So what I'm hearing, one piece. what I'm hearing is that One Piece He will demo. be caught up before like the next episode airs. So what, I, what, I, what I'm hearing with this, right? I'm going to have to buy a One Piece game so that he can actually play a real One Piece game instead of just playing the demo, which lets you play as Ace, Luffy, uh, 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 Whitebeard. Oh my god, or... no! He needs to stop. He can't get to the Paramount War. He's getting there. He He's getting there pretty the quick. War. He's getting there pretty fucking quick. No! And you know what he told me? Is Ace his favorite character? <laughs> And I saw that and I said, that's good. And then I just walked away. <laughs> Child, you're about to learn some pain he was the like, hard he way. He was like, who's your favorite character? I go, uh, Sanji, Zoro. I like both of those. I was like, Katakuri's cool. I was like, I really like Doflamingo. And he was like, I don't really, I, I've seen them, but I don't really. He's like, I know. He's like, why do you like Sanji? I was like, because he's got a really good character arc later on. Zoro's just great. I was just like, Zoro's just a lot of fun. I was like, you know. Yeah, and he's like, that's cool. My favorite. I like Ace, and I was like, everyone else does too, homie. And it's just like... We all love him. <laughs> it's like when someone says, when you're like, oh, who's your favorite character in Naruto? Oh, and they're like, oh, Jiraiya. And you're just, that's cool. Me too, man. <laughs> Did you see the meme I shared on Facebook that was like, when, when you see... <laughs> When you see Naruto and Sasuke and Boruto and it's Severus Snape and Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> I think my favorite thing I've ever seen on TikTok as far as like anime related is there was this guy who was documenting his girlfriend watching yes, Naruto. I watched I've watched every single and episode got of it. So far. She was upset. She oh, was so she, upset. Oh, Oh my god, I felt for her so hard. Because I've had that ha yep. I've had those moments. <laughs> yep, she was so fucking upset. God. That's just like with with Matt, when he was just like, yeah, like, this is my, Hinata's my favorite character. I was like, man, there's an awesome Hinata moment in Shippuden. And he goes, really? I was like, yeah. It's about 130, 140 episodes in, but it's awesome. Like, when you get there, you're gonna, like, you're gonna cry. You love it so much. He comes into work the next day, and he was just like, well, I cried, but not for the same fucking reason that you said. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, but it's okay, because she comes, and he goes, it doesn't matter! You didn't warn me! And I was like, would you really want me to know? Don't spoil it. Don't. And then he goes, "Don't be a Josh with the eyes and thing." And I was like, "Joshua, <laughs> that motherfucker." 
I mean, my first moment like that, right? That was satisfying as shit. My first moment like that was the fucking going Mary. I got emotional about that because of the crew. I didn't give a shit about the boat. I think the boat spirit's the stupidest thing in the world. I, I did not like that. I didn't care about the boat spirit. I got upset because of the way that Nami and everybody looked. They were like... <laughs> I didn't care about the boat spirit. I don't give a shit about that. I just watched one of my favorite set of characters home burn to the fucking ground. And then and you, and and you watch and you After, watch two of the two of the crew members trying to keep spoilers to a slight minimum, even though we've spoiled like some of the biggest moments in the show so far. Uh, and then two of the characters beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> well, one character beats the fuck out of the other one, and and there's nothing he can do about it. But it's fine because he was a man. Yep. And then. No, 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 Sniper no. King comes so and king. saves the fucking day. So here's the thing. So king. There are people that say that's who's up and they just don't know. No, that's Sniper King. Yep. That is Sniper King. See, here's the thing. The Mary broke me so hard because, like, I went from the fucking depths of, like, Robin... To the fucking pinnacle. Do you smell cheeseburgers? I do not. Sage. I might be having a stroke. Is it burning cheeseburgers? It smells like cheeseburgers. That's not a stroke then. Continue. But if I just fall, I was just... (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you go from the depths with Robin and then all the way to the fucking peak... With Robin. Yep. And then, like, everything's going happy. But in the back of your mind, you've forgotten that their home is broken. <laughs> yep. And then you're like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, the home. Oh, yeah. The, oh, trouble safe. on the homestead. <laughs> they're, they're safe. They're back. They're back home. They're safe. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Viking funeral. Yep. And... I don't know, but that was the first moment that, like, like a lot of people have with Jiraiya and Naruto that I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. That hurts. Why does that hurt Actually, so much? Dude, it's bad. <laughs> you, you don't... I've spent... An absorbent amount of time in that show. 17 days... <laughs> Of watch time yep. with these characters. Yep. If something happens to one of them, oh dude, I'm gonna put my fucking fist through a TV. <laughs> like, I feel it. Nah, don't worry. Like, I feel that. Let's say, hypothetically, last arc, one of the crew members died. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. Oh man. So speaking of last arcs, we got our what seems to be officially the last chapter of Berserk. 364. And when I tell you that it was an incredibly emotional 17 pages, oh boy. But honestly, I am perfectly okay with the way they ended it. Like, out of context, none of this will make sense. So, um, Guts gets to have a moment with his son, 
which he's never really got to have, really, because every single time he sees him, something bad happens. So Guts gets to have a moment with his son where his son puts on the Berserker armor and, like, waddles around. And I'm over here just... <laughs> um, and then, like, the very, very last, like, frame is a picture of Griffith, and he turns around and, he, and he's crying. And, like, I... I really don't know. It was great. And like if that is the actual end, if that's if that's the last bit because they said by all intents and purposes it looks like this is the last chapter. And if that's the way it ends, then I'm okay. Then I'm okay. I of course the the fan in me wants more. But at the same time, if this is the because Mira straight up said years ago he's like hey everybody thinks this is going to have a sad ending but it's not it's all, it'll have a happy ending because he's like i don't want a sad ending he's always considered berserk to be a shojo manga anyway which is the weirdest thing when you see how dark and awful and just disgusting how berserk can be sometimes and you're like oh amira thinks this is a shojo manga about romance <laughs> but the fact that he it did end happy and i'm like you know i don't think he'd be upset and i'm not either the only thing good that can come of this is Berserk gets an actual proper animation. Because now, it's done. It's finished now. Yep. I, and you and, know what I mean by proper. Oh, I, no, I do. Like, I, because even me, who loves Berserk, I can admit that 2016 and 2017 are not good. They were just more Berserk. What studio would you want to do it? You know, I've thought about this a lot, actually. And, like, some people are like, oh, MAPPA should do it. And I was like, no, MAPPA's got way too much on their hands. I would love for Studio Wit, like the people who did the first three seasons of Attack on Titan, I think they would do great. I think Madhouse would do great. Um, <clears throat> Bones. I think Bones would do good. I would not want Trigger to do it. I don't want Trigger to do it. Trigger would over-sexualize the fuck out of it. And it would be really too... It, it would be... I would like to see what Trigger would do uh, yeah. with some Berserk. Right. I think Sunrise would do a really good job. Um, I would like... I, I think Sunrise could do really good. I would like someone who's not used to making that kind of show, but used to making something emotionally impactful. Yes. Like Kyo Animation. I think Kyoto might do good. I mean, there's, st there's several studios that I think could do a good job, but if I was really going to pick one... I think that the people that are doing the Castlevania anime on Netflix, I think that they might be the perfect one for it. Because he's already voiced interest, and he's already stated that he's a huge fan, and the Castlevania anime fits the aesthetic that Berserk needs. So I would be okay with that. Now, I would hate the fact that it was stuck on Netflix. But, if that means that I get, you know, several actual seasons of this show well done with a budget that lives up to its potential I'm okay with that but like don't give it to Studio Gimba again I swear they don't deserve it <laughs> don't do it cause like I love I love 2016 and 2017 because it's more berserk but it's bad it's not good I've got a collector's edition of berserk 2016 right there because I love Berserk so much. He do. But it's bad. <laughs> it's not good. I would love for just more movies even. 
if the studio that did the three the the the, the golden age arc trilogy on that's on netflix now if you haven't watched it go watch it it's great um those even those are good i, I wouldn't mind like that, that animation I don't like it that much, but I liked it better than the 2016 and 2017. Yes. <laughs> At least it looks good. And by the by the end, by the time you get to the end of the, the of the movies, like the third movie looks really pretty. But like it the problem what with studio? it is what? that there's a lot of people that say that Berserk's unadaptable because of the fact that Berserk Kentarmira understood that Berserk wasn't about the demon murder and the uh, horses <laughs> um, and stuff like that. It was about the quiet moments and it was about the struggle. Um, it's not about the blood and the gore. It was about everything in between. And those were just kind of the bridge points. And a lot of anime studios, I don't think they'll understand that. And that's, that's one thing that worries me. That's why I want it to be done by somebody who's used to making extremely impactful stories that aren't necessarily focused around yeah uh, focused around uh, action and violence right. and the thing like, the reason I say that wit might be good is because the way that they're um, they're doing Vinland saga right now and Vinland saga the first season is not what the rest of the show is I loved Vinland saga I've read a lot of the manga and I think it's one of the best mangas written and still going right now. The anime, when when season two comes out, a lot of people are probably going to be upset because it changes everything. It is not the action, violence, murder all that the season one was. Season one is ultra violence to the max, and it's cool. Is that why everybody likes Vinland Saga? I think so. But it's so much deeper. Because that's what season one of Attack on Titan was as well. Right. And well, and see, like, it sucks because a lot of people love that. They just like that, that cartoonish, over-the-top violence. And I like that. Too. I do too, of course. I mean, I I, mean, I get hype as just as everybody else. When Aaron Yeager screams, "This is what we're doing! Fight back, you traitor! I'll kill you where you stand!" My hackles rise. Like, I mean, and I get goosebumps, and I'm just like, "Ooh, he's gonna do it." We all know how much I love Helsing, right? And Helsing's violent as fuck. Yeah, but I also love it just as much for everything else around the violence, right? Right. Because, like, I look th- at Bebop. Bebop's the same way. The, the like the fight scenes are great, but like everyone remembers those quiet moments too, with them just chilling on the Bebop. Kind of how Trigun is too. Right, Trigun. And I think Trigun was more action-heavy than Bebop, but it still remembers the quiet moments. Like how Gundam does. Gundam remembers the quiet moments. It's a lot of... How the original Ava show remembered. The original Ava was... We had an entire episode that was basically just in an elevator. That's not true. That's a a gross over-exaggeration. But the entire episode was the elevator. Yeah, but it was the elevator. Like, And everyone remembers that scene because it was so awkward. But it was perfectly done because everyone's had an awkward elevator ride (laughs) I mean mean, it's crazy I just really wish that as a consolation for a life well led that deserves to be remembered right to have 
something made of your work mm-hmm. that can not necessarily live on because the manga pages will obviously right, they'll, live they'll on. never go away, right? But but something that will reach a broader audience. Manga is still a fairly niche thing, especially in America. Yes, yeah, especially especially in America. You know, Japanese in Japan, they everybody read. But yeah, yeah. But I want to see it done right. I do too. I would love nothing more. And that's not for you, right? That's for me, right? I want to see it done right, right? Because I mean, you want to watch it. You've never really watched it before because. I mean, like, the 97 adaptation is the best one that we've got, and even it's hard to watch if you're not invested already, because the animation's really stiff, it's not the best animation, like, it's, it's, and it doesn't have an ending, it just stops. Yeah. So, like, it's hard for me to recommend that unless you're already a fan, and, like, then the 2016 and 2017 are bad shows, I love them because they're berserk, but, like, they're bad. And they don't have a beginning or an ending. (laughs) And in the movies, they have a very good start and a very good stop, but you know that there's more. And we've never gotten more. (laughs) Like, we have three adaptations, and and we have, like, three video games, and one of the games, actually, they're all three good, but one of them covers the whole story that we had up into the manga until that point. But it doesn't really have an ending because the manga didn't have an ending. So, like, we don't have I we don't have an adaptation that I can point and say, if you want to watch Berserk, go watch this. Because does the '97 one even start at the beginning? It starts in the Golden Age arc. It start well. The first episode is one. It's like three chapters of the Black Swordsman arc, and then it jumps into the Golden Age arc in episode two, and then it goes all the way up to the Eclipse, but you don't even get to see how they leave the Eclipse. You don't get to see how that ends. It just ends. It just cuts off in the middle, and you're like, wait, so so what happened? Yeah. Unless, I mean, you're just like, so wait, so what happened? And you don't know. And then the next scene, you see Guts walking out of Godot's home with the Dragon Slayer sword, and you're just like, so he got out. How? But but how? How where how did we get here? And then you watch the trilogy, the the movie trilogy, and you see how he escapes, and you see a little bit past that, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. But now where's the rest? <laughs> and then you watch the 2016 and 2017, which are actually a continuation of the movies, just really poorly done. But then they just stop. Because the, the show I did think, so bad. <laughs> I think we could have a whole episode on the mishandling of Berserk. I think, yes. I think we could have a whole entire episode on the mishandling of adaptations, period. No. no but no, just Berserk pr- But pr- just precisely. Berserk, we could probably do an hour-long oh, episode. absolutely. On I could speak for hours on the mishandling of Berserk and how it deserves better. But you know, like nobody wants to hear. Yeah, and no one wants to hear me bitch about berserk adaptations for four hours. No, but however, you've heard that for five years. (laughs) (laughs) And when everything comes out on those deluxe volumes, I'm probably going to buy them all. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I want to read that story. Right. I want to experience that story. However, we all know how I am. Right. When it comes to any sort of like 
You are a binge viewer. No, it's not even that. It's <laughs> being ADHD as fuck is a fucking curse. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'll get like three pages into the into it and be like, all right, I'm fucking bored. Not because the story's bad, but because like I'm rereading the same fucking three panels like twelve times <laughs> because I got distracted at the end and I need to make sure I read what I read. Right. You're like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Do you know how hard it is to like actually read when you're like that? Oh yeah, I bet. It's fucking ridiculous. Don't read Dune. It's fantastic, but don't read it. You, oh boy. Okay, so just a little bit about Dune real fast. Um, I've, I've been reading Dune. <laughs> I'm about halfway through it now. I'm almost exactly... Ha- I have three pages until I'm exactly halfway through the book. Oh, boy howdy. So I there was a chapter that was about a dinner scene. This dinner scene was one of the most mind-numbingly exhausting things I've ever read. These motherfuckers in this book are playing 4D chess on a 2D plane. And don't... Nobody else know they playing. <laughs> They're moving pieces around a board, and these other people are the pieces, and the other people don't know they in a game. Mm-hmm. And then, they're just like, I wonder if they caught that. No! Because I had to read the section four times. I had to read that one chapter three times, and that one section an extra time, just to make sure I understood it. I'm not dumb. <laughs> but this book make me feel dumb. And I'm like, this is exhausting. But it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And the trailer, but the reviews are in now, and everyone's saying that it's a masterpiece, except for IGN. IGN was just like, yeah, the bo- it, it's kind of boring. And I'm like, it's technically kind of a boring book. Like, nothing happens, but a lot happens. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah. And it just kind of cuts off in the middle. I'm like, you're watching part one of a duology because they broke the book up in half because big book, big thick boy. 700 pays thick boy. <laughs> they split mo- movie in half to make big book boy. It also even have small print. Yes, yes, very small print. So I'm like, big thick boy, okay, yes, yes. Split movie in two, I'm happy with that. And I know exactly where the movie cuts off, basically, because I've hit that point pretty much. And I'm like, I can understand why it would cut off here. It, yes, it kind of leaves you with a massive cliffhanger, but that you're halfway through a story. You're not going to know what's going on. And they just got through the most boring part of the book, which is the intro, but like I said, it's boring because not a lot happens, but a lot happens in a not a lot. Which is so confusing, and I said that the wrong way. But you got me. There's so much exposition. Holy shit, there's so much exposition. And terms, and 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 descriptions of stuff, but then there's not descriptions of stuff. Sometimes they'll just say words, and you're just like, am I supposed to know what that means? But thank God, Frank Herbert was just like, hey, I'm going to put a glossary in the back of this book so people know what these terms mean. So I'm like... Oh, that's what that is. And then I read that section again. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Why didn't you just fucking say that? Like, why not just say the word instead of this word that you made up because you want to sound smart? It's exhausting, but I love it. This, I think that this movie, I think that Denis Villeneuve's Dune 
will be the modern day Lord of the Rings trilogy. I really do. I think that that's how it's going to be accepted because, like, Lord of the Rings was the best possible adaptation to those books because Peter Jackson knew, okay, we can cut this by doing this. We can cut this by doing this. And he didn't really cut a lot of stuff out of those books. Those books are massive, but there's just a lot of downtime, which he was like, I can still simulate downtime by doing long establishing shots and doing montages of them walking instead of them just actually walking because no one cares about the walking. A lot of people call Lord of the Rings a whole lot of walking, and it really is because they're traveling the world. But, like... But, I mean, if anything important happens to that walking, you can use it with your tracking shots... Exactly. ...to still do the important thing. Exactly. And I think, and from what everybody's saying, what people who actually read the book um, said, that the new Dune film does just that. And that's exciting. Good. And that's exciting, because that means that people who don't like reading, like or who have a hard time reading, like yourself, can enjoy that story that Frank Herbert wanted you to enjoy and needed people to enjoy. Because I think everyone needs to read Dune at least once. But I also know it's hard. So, like, if you, you like audiobooks, they're easier for you, so I think you should listen to it. Because each page is dripping with philosophy and, and subtext and everything, and it's so deep. I have to reread sections two or three times sometimes to make sure I catch everything. And I guarantee once I finish it and then watch the movie and then go back to read it again, I'll catch other things that I just didn't catch. Because there's just a lot going on, and I cannot wait until the film comes out. October 22nd cannot come fast enough. It really can't. Like, I'm so excited. It's so, and I watch some and some of the shots they show, the cinematography in this movie. Oh my goodness, I'm gonna cry. So I'm a cry. Here's the real question: What are you more confused by, Dune or when I start talking about Warhammer? So, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I think I would have said Dune. Because in the first hundred pages of Dune, I'm like, a whole lot of fuck is happening, and no one has explained what's going on. But now, that I'm like 255 pages into Dune, I'm like, whole lot of fuck still happening. But I kind of sort of understand what's going on. With Warhammer, I think it's just so big. Like, this is just one planet. Just Arrakis. Imperium of Man is thing. Galaxy is thing. Harkonnens are thing. The Atreides are thing. Dune is thing. Sandworms are thing. Spice Melange is thing. All these things. But it's one planet. I think that if Warhammer was one or two planet, I would understand way better. But, but, Warhammer's more confusing. It's way too big. There's only like 15 relevant planets. Yes, that's still um, 13 more than we would like. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, look at Star Wars. Star Wars has tons of planets. But there's only, like, three that are important. <laughs> you got Tatooine, which is Arrakis. Dude. I mean, if you want to get... You got Coruscant. I mean, if you want to get technical, there's you only really Andor. one planet that's Tatooine! <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about Warhammer now. There's only really oh. one planet that's important. Terra. Yeah. Earth. Earth. It's the most important. Everything else either happens in space or around undescript planet number 27. That, like, could be any other planet that you want it to be. 
right. because <laughs> all we're describing here is something that happened and the reason why it happened yeah. and what happened as a result of that thing. You're right. Like, for example, the you Battle of Armageddon. Okay. It happened in space. Giant orc fleet in attack, space. <laughs> attack Hive City. Send space marines to defend Hive City. It's happened like 13 times now. It keeps happening, and we keep pushing them back. I think it's actually happened like three or four times. Right. But you get the point. Yeah. It it didn't have to be called Armageddon. It could have been any other planet. <laughs> but it just so happened to be called that. But it just so happened to be that planet. Right. Like, there's a lot of named things because they've been continually adding shit for I know. 30 years. And I think... There's and like, only one important planet. Right, and it's it's like it's just like how we were talking about with the star with the on last episode how we were like you know Star Wars used to be the most vast sci- sci-fi universe yes until they cut out all the Legends content now you can still go and read the Legends content and it's still technically real but it's technically not canon anymore um, but did you did you see the Star Wars um, Not Still Republic remake that they're putting out so Darth Revan is actually canon now and I'm gonna cream. I'm so excited. I saw it as soon as I saw it. I heard the music and I was like, new Star Wars game. And then as soon as I saw Darth Revan, I screamed like a child. And I was just like, he's canon. Also, time travel's a thing now. They said that there's going to be different timelines. So technically, Jon Favreau and um, I can't remember the... uh, it's not Kevin Feige, but I, the other guy that's doing it, he said that basically what they're gonna do is they're gonna that the sequel trilogy still happened, but they're gonna step around it now and just time travel past it or before it. And I'm like, you know, just don't do that again. Just don't mess up again, and you'll be fine. What we're gonna have is a pre-sequel trilogy. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll be and we've so come upset. back full circle to Borderlands. We've come back full circle again. Best episode. <laughs> well, that means we need to end it. I don't think we can come back full circle. I don't think time. we can come circle again. Uh, <laughs> I hope everybody's enjoyed this uh, Ouroboros full circle wheel thing that we've done this whole episode. We are episode. snake eating tail, yes. That's it. <gasps> we are Yarnman Gander. The wheel weaves as the wheel wheels. That's my Wheel of Time reference for today. <laughs> hey man, you've had two 40k references. I didn't even make a reference, I just like asked you a question. Yeah. That wasn't even a reference. Earlier there was a reference. There was. Yep. Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping before we go. Um, this next week, we're actually going to take a week off. Um, and then we will be back with a hollow bit next Wednesday and then a new episode next, um, not this coming Friday, of course, but the Friday after, um, this week we've, we've had a lot of stuff going on this past two weeks, but, uh, this next week we just kind of need a little week off, but we will be back full swing. Um, you know, not, like I said, not this coming, but the next Wednesday. Um, so you can look forward to that, but you got any, any closing remarks? Tacos are delicious. Tacos are delicious. You've heard it here first, folks. Tacos are delicious. 
Thank you all for joining us yet again on another Holoform TV podcast episode. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you all so, so much for joining us. Next time we curb stomp, Josh. That's it. (laughs) And always remember, don't you dare go hollow.